Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are now tuned in to episode 193 of the X. Exceptional Scribble Show. I am your host, Sage, the poet. And it is always, always truly a honor and, yes, a privilege to come before you weekly on Tuesday nights to present you with nothing less then exceptional programming. So here's what I need you to know. Because we're getting in gear now to prepare for the open forum session for tonight's show's platform. Before we come on the show tonight with our special guest who will be in the spotlight. Again, we are privileged and honored to present to you a format tonight for episode 193 of the Exceptional Scribble Show, where financial literacy is our main topic. And our focus for tonight is eliminating debt. And I will say it in reverse order. Our topic is eliminating debt and our focus is financial literacy because everything starts and ends or begins and ends with literacy and proficiency of literacy matters. So we're going to get you tonight fully endowed in regards to having a strong, sound knowledge base of what is essential to financial success in life. There's, there are keys. I repeat, there are keys. And if you have possession of these keys, you will fare well throughout the duration of your lifetime in terms of your financial status. So again, for tonight, we are happy to announce tis the season to be debt-free, ladies and gentlemen. And again, the topic is eliminating debt, and our focus is financial literacy. Who will be the special guest in the spotlight? Trivesta 
featuring a team of three representatives. Trivesta is a global corporation that specializes in assisting everyday people like you and me in eliminating the debt crisis. For a full hour, you will be privileged to speak to three representatives, Kenneth Sales, Peter Liu, and Coach. Each is well-versed in the four principles that Trivesta refers to as Prospio, an effective plan of action guaranteed to resolve your debt crisis. Come with questions, ladies and gentlemen. Trivesta has the right answers for you. Now, for those who may not already have this information, here's how you can participate. Calling in to be a part of this open forum discussion. Here's the information you should know. The dial-in number is 724-444-7444. I repeat, 724-444-7444. And you would need to enter your Enter the following call ID number. The call ID number for the exceptional scribble show is 133193. And then the pound key. I repeat, 133193. And then the pound key. Next, when you are prompted by the voice prompt, to enter in your pen. You are entering this call as a guest. So you would press one, and then you would press the pound key, ladies and gentlemen. You would press one, and then the pound key. Well, at this time, we are going to have a music break. And then when we return, I will be presenting you to our special guest in the spotlight, whom are the feature for tonight. We have three representatives. Again, I will announce the company, which is TriVesta, a global corporation, and the three Representatives are Kenneth Sells, Peter Liu, and Coach. So we're going to have our music break, and then when we return, we will begin the interview. This is now beginning our exclusive interview hour on Tuesday evening, December the 12th, 2017. And the song. Yes, we always have a featured song for inspiration. Our song for this evening is entitled Money. That's What I Want by Barrett Strong. Mm -hmm. 
our song of inspiration for episode 193 and the start of the program tonight. Of course, this is the exclusive interview hour. We always begin during that hour of 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to say a big good evening tonight to our callers in the call queue. I do see one of the show's supporting hosts. And he is referred to as the Duke. Donaldson full time is on the panel. Welcome. Good evening, Donaldson. Well, thank you very much for this warm, warm welcome. Sage, Francine the Poet, with the claim of the exceptional scribble show on TalkShoe, with this platform on this medium. Yes, yes, we are so honored that you could call in tonight, of course, during the exclusive interview hour. We have a special, special guest, a special group uh, that are featured on the panel tonight, and that group is Trivesta, and our topic is we're going to be discussing eliminating debt, and the focus will be financial literacy. That's an interesting compound noun, financial hyphen literacy. Well, Let's just say I'm looking forward to the dialogue. Awesome, awesome. And, of course, I'm going to get ready now and bring our special guest on the show's panel for tonight. Good evening to Trivesta and the three representatives. We have Kenneth Sells, we have Peter Liu, and we have uh, this gentleman goes by the name Coach, and we're honored to have them. Good evening, Welcome. Francine. How are you? Fine, fine. Thank you. Hi, great, Francine. Great. How are you doing tonight? Fine, great. I'm I'm excited. I have my supporting host, the show supporting host, Donald Flo, Donaldson Flow Time with me, and he's on the West Coast. Um, and I'll let him tell a little more about himself. Donaldson, I'm passing you the mic. Hey. Correctness claims are with the claims of the Francine uh, as it refers to my location claim, which is on the West Coast in the territory. I also want to say what's up, Skyskate. Also say hello to Queen Zephora, the warrior, also the Duchess Francine. Thank you so much for all of the kindness. Um, you know, I, like to add mess. I, I add mess to the back of a lot of words to create a noun. And, uh, you know, like a profound mess. Um, and so we just, you know, in, in some ways it works as a, 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 an interesting type of verb um, that will go without saying for now. But I'm going to pass the mic over to you again because I just want to say that, man, this, there's been a lot of revelations going on. This is, it's a beautiful night. I look forward to hearing about this elimination of debt because, to be honest with you, I want to put a limine on debt. You know, in court, they have this thing called a motion of limine, right? And what that does is it stops prosecution or the other party from being able to put forward any type of claim after a certain time period or whatnot. It's a motion of limine. 
But the interesting thing about it is um, um, what we're talking about is eliminating debt, right? So what do you do when you eliminate mm-hmm. something? Does that mean that you're actually doing the opposite of quashing an incident and, in fact, you are incurring a debt? Or, I mean, this is some great, it's a great place to start. What is the elimination of a debt? Mm-hmm. Good question to start off. So I'm going to direct the question to our uh, special guest and the feature panel for this evening. I'm referring to the three representatives of Trivesta and whomever would like to answer the question first. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah. Hi, hi, Donaldson. Thanks for that uh, that uh, nice uh, uh, 411, you might say. Nice to have you on the show tonight. Nice to meet you. As well, yes. As yes, I'm right here. Sorry about that. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Great. Good to meet you yeah, too. Thanks for chiming in. And yeah, you are. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm Ken. Ken Sales. Ken Sales. It is. It's my pleasure to meet you, man. Greetings. Have a fine night. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, I have uh, Peter Liu uh, with me tonight. Now, uh, Kobe, uh, unfortunately, is not with us tonight. He's uh, out in the world making things happen. So uh, perhaps okay. uh, he'll be joining us next week, but uh, we are going to be representing uh, Trivesta tonight and our Trivesta University team and talking about debt elimination and wealth creation. Uh, just to start off, uh, Francine, you know, it's interesting you played that song in the beginning, uh, Money. <laughs> you know, it's a very interesting song, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah. Now, and, uh, and of course, uh, as, as we all know, um, I guess the Beatles uh, did a remake on that. Uh, somewhere mm-hmm. in the uh, in the early '60s, I guess. But does anybody happen to know who wrote that song? Anybody aware of that? Good question. I just knew uh, of the singer. <laughs> going once, going twice. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna have to fill in the gaps. Uh, Peter, you want to take a shot at it? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we I we, second we, uh, that motion. <laughs> we we we're gonna get you guys on the page of being uh, good trivia buffs and uh, music music uh, recording buffs. But if you, I think if you were to Google that song, and and I am not googling it right now, but just going by memory, I believe the founder of Motown actually wrote that song. So everybody's got to know that about now. <laughs> Barry Gordy. <laughs> that Mr. Gordy. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Very good. Yeah, if, yeah. If, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Barry Gordy himself, uh, Motown mogul, uh, actually uh, hammered out that tune on his piano because, you know, uh, Barry um, actually started out as a songwriter. Um, yeah. He started out as a songwriter and, and composer because he was taught to play the piano um you know, classical, classically. He was taught classically, and uh, he be- he started out writing songs. So that was one of his songs. And if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, um, some other Motown artist, well, that that um, the singer who was just singing that song, I believe he did sing for Motown at one time. But there's another yeah. reason why. Very yeah, strong. Very strong. strong. You are. I believe he, you are correct. Yeah, yeah I believe he was a Motown cool. artist. Um. Now, there's another reason why Barry Gordy is, is an interesting fellow, too, especially since we're talking about finances. 
Obviously, right. we have no problem <laughs> with finances today. I guess we could always read with that. Um, and uh, some of you may remember what his initial investment was to start Motown. Anybody have sort of a, a roundabout figure on Ooh. This is real trivia tonight. (laughs) Yeah, this is real trivia, and it's financial trivia. (laughs) I'm going to do some some homework after this. I guess, you know, this is Donaldson's analysis here, just chiming in (laughs) with the number of... I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to guess. It's gonna, it was probably around 500 quid, which is the equivalent of about 450 dollars. Uh huh. Well, I'll tell you what. If you double that that 450 and take off 100 from it, you'll have the correct answer. So what would that be, Donaldson? Oh, 750 right there. Uh, so no, no, well, seven, uh, 800 bucks. 800 bucks. 800 bucks. 800 bucks. Yeah, he borrowed 800 bucks from the family uh, fund. Okay. <clears throat> Bar eight hundred dollars. Yeah, and um, some some were a little bit reluctant about giving old Barry that eight hundred dollars. <laughs> uh, he he had a vision, he had a dream, mm-hmm. and uh, he had a plan, and uh, he went ahead with that wow. eight hundred bucks. And you have what you see uh, today. Of course, uh, he no longer is the uh, owner or president of Motown, but what you saw during the sixties, seventies, eighties, even into the nineties. Uh, was started with an $800 loan from a family fund. Isn't that amazing? Wow. It is. Yeah. It's beautiful. Okay. It's very good. So, mm-hmm. so I, I bring that up because, you know, as the music was playing, I thought about it. I said, you know what? Uh, Barry Gordy was a smart money manager, and no doubt he had financial advisors and planners and, and uh, CPAs and accountants and all of that to uh, keep that engine running but what's remarkable is that Barry Gordy started out as an uh, a industry worker. He worked in a factory. Everybody probably remembers that he got the idea for Motown because Detroit is called Motor City. Right. And yeah. That's right. So uh, he, of course, no longer desired to, to just be an average employee. He, he, he didn't think like an employee. He wasn't in the employee quadrant, you might say. And he wanted to move out of that quadrant into the B quadrant, which is the business owner quadrant. Uh, also into the I quadrant, which is the investor quadrant. And, and that's what he did. He moved out and up and uh, made that $800 work. Uh, that return on his investment was certainly millions and billions over the years. And not only him, but as we know, he shared that wealth uh, it made other millionaires in the process, such as the Temptations, the Four Tops, the Supremes, Diana Ross herself, Stevie Wonder, who's an empire in himself, and need I say any more? Yes, indeed. This is awesome. We needed <laughs> that, that. Yes, we needed that knowledge. Thanks for the <laughs> enlightenment. Yes. Right. So, so now I do have to, another uh, name, though. I have another name as okay. a songwriter. Okay. Uh, Janie Bradford. Okay. It was a team effort. Barry Gordy okay. and Janie Bradford. Okay. For the song Money. Yep. All right. Excellent. Excelente. Excelente. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm just kind <clears> of <throat> segueing into the question you that Donaldson uh, or the statement he made about um, paying down debt. You know, um, obviously there were, there were many pitfalls that uh, – that Barry Gordy, as many other business owners, maybe fell into, 
Uh, there were times mm-hmm. where, you know, the royalty checks weren't that big. Uh, there were times where he was in debt, and uh, other individuals have experienced that as well. So what Travesta does, Travesta markets the world's most advanced personal financial management system for retirement and uh, debt elimination and wealth creation. And uh, one of the products, some of the software that they use is called uh, Prospio. One of the main facets of software that uh, Travesta uses is called Prospio. And there's a software system, a computer-based, home-based money management system that can help almost anyone to wipe out debt down to zero in the quickest way possible. There's absolutely no comparison to the Trivesta Prospio financial leveraging system on the planet. So that's basically what uh, Peter and I do. We help people to get out of debt in three quarters of, of the time faster than if they were on any other kind of payment, uh, debt elimination, or amateur amortization schedule uh, of payments. That's what we do. We help people to pay off their mortgage, <coughs> excuse me, in uh, an average of 18 years earlier than the average 30-year 30 30-year 30 mortgage. Uh, we help people to eliminate interest, and we also provide financial literacy. And um, I can let Peter uh, talk a little bit more on that, as far as uh, you know how he kind of got into the financial game, or, or what he now views as one of the greatest uh, financial situations that he's ever been in. Peter, I pass the mic over to you. Wow, thank, thanks, Ken. Um, yeah, you know, actually, I was thinking as you were talking about Barry Gordy and Motown, and, um, you know, I know that um, from Francine that there's a good portion of that this uh, podcast is directed to towards uh, the audience of artists. And uh, just a little background on me. I um, Right now, I am a financial uh, coach and consultant, advisor. I help plan for people's futures. But I wasn't always like this. You know, actually going back, I have a background as an artist, a visual artist, painter, uh, going back to actually the 80s and 90s in Brooklyn, New York, part of the artist loft scene here, and basically came up. Uh, studied uh, painting and drawing at Pratt Institute in Brooklyn and uh, had a lot of dreams and aspirations as an artist. And, uh, you know, I came in green, just kind of like, you know, back at that time in um, in Brooklyn, pretty easy to, like, live a life of, as an artist. I mean, quite honestly, I don't remember having too much uh, struggle. I, you know, I... I did my my day job was like building lofts, you know. Like at that time, it was like you, know, you had like these all these spaces in Brooklyn that you could um, basically you know get for very very cheap. I mean, crazy cheap. And uh, it was a thing for myself and my peers to just go in there and rent a raw loft space uh, and just build it from scratch. You know, I mean, really DIY and. Um, you know, I learned how to build. I learned how to build dry, you know, drywalls. I learned plumbing, carpentry, electric, electrical, and uh, just because I had to. I was definitely never inclined towards that, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, soon enough, you know, I just learned how to do it. 
And uh, after a while, you know, there were so many other artists that were in the same position. They were like, oh, I want this space. And wow, you know how to do that? Can you help me with that? And uh, pretty soon I was making my living building lofts, doing construction, interior renovation. And a lot of the, uh, a lot of the guys in my, uh, my generation, that's what they were doing. And uh, mm-hmm. some went on to be like professional contractors. Um, I was always kind of like, you know, uh, I never went that far to like get um, full general contracting, but uh, I did a lot of work in that area. And basically, you know, things were moving easy, um, showing work, you know, and uh, back at that time, the scene in New York was uh, definitely emerging. But in that time, I did not really have a grip on um, building for the future. You know, I mean, uh, I know how a lot of artists think and uh, think building for your future is really not one of those things. It's really all about like right now. And uh, Barry Gordy was one of these people that I think um, uh, he had a lot of insight and wisdom towards uh, building towards the future. And he saw opportunity, you know. And I think that, you know, like if I were to do things differently, I would have studied people like Barry Gordy and um, you know, other people that really were able to uh, create something for other people. You know, I mean, you right. open the doors for a lot of artists. And that is so important. That's the other side of uh, being an artist that um, I'm really, uh, basically, that's what I'm doing right now. You know, I was on one side being the artist, on the other side, like, how do you make these things happen? And, uh, you know, as I developed as an artist and um, and just grew older, I realized that uh, I had to really learn how to, things got tougher, you know, as the 90s went on, things got Mm -hmm. uh, tougher, Uh, expenses went up, real estate, everything like that in New York was uh, making things not, uh, not what they used to be, and so you had to really start thinking on your feet a lot more. And so where I used to thrive very easily on um, references for doing uh, construction jobs, they became scarcer and scarcer. So I had to start re, uh, redesigning my plan. And uh, I also started moving into uh, being a community-oriented person. Uh, you know, 9-11 really kind of like changed a lot of people's mm-hmm. lives and it definitely changed mine. Uh, yes, I actually indeed. was living um, in lower Manhattan at the time, so I could literally see the World Trade Towers, you know, on yeah. fire and, like, smoking and burning, and it was just, like, right outside my window. And yeah. uh, that was uh, that was just, like, a, uh, for me, like, totally life-changing experience. And after that, I became, like, a community-oriented person and really wanted to be the change um, you know, uh, that I wanted to see in the world, like right. be somebody that was an influencer, be somebody that would actually be make an impact uh, on a on a large uh, scale on people's lives. And I went into being an entrepreneur. So, you know, Barry Gordy earlier on, you know, recognized that being an entrepreneur is actually the way that you can create uh, create something, a legacy, and actually make a mark that would... Um, you know, not because what happened in the music industry and the art world is there's too many artists that are, um, they just let people, um, you know, take control. 
you know, because money is mm. like, you know, as I said, money is just something that a lot of artists just do not want to um, address. And uh, I switched, I switched in myself at some point. I switched and it said, I need to understand how money works. And I grew up right. in, um, in a, uh, you know, from parents that immigrated to this country. And mm-hmm. most people that immigrate to this country are, um, they are hungry. They are hungry. You know, they're like, you know, we're here to change our lives, you know, in a big way and to take uh, advantage of opportunity here, you know, and right. um, that's, that's my family story. You know, my parents came here at a time when very few people, uh, Chinese people were here. They were really amongst the first Chinese family immigrants here in the fifties. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a classic story. My dad was, you know, didn't speak English, learned English, you know, he's a teenager. Um, and then put himself through night school, worked on the laundromat during the day, went to school at night, and uh, went mm-hmm. back to China and grabbed his family, you know, got married, uh, had a child, and then came back when the borders opened, saw the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And China at that time was um, not the best place to be. You know, that's why, you know, at that time, the revolution, right. the communist revolution. And mm-hmm. um, my dad came here with the, the wife and first child, and you know, pretty much, um, you know, lived the, uh, the immigrant uh, middle-class life, you know, was a company man, stayed in one company for his entire career. And, um, but he learned about money. He learned, uh, you know, from the ground up and was pretty smart about um, doing the little things that over time will uh, create uh, your future. And um, as a kid growing up, you know, I don't know how it happened, but I was always kind of like the, the, the dreamer, and uh, you know, I became an artist, and you know, I, you know, everything that my dad tried to teach me about money just went in one ear and out the other, you know. And at some point, it switched because things were getting tough, and I was right. becoming an entrepreneur, and so I, my my creative uh, focus went from. Uh, visual arts to uh, sort of widening the scope to being an entrepreneur, which I really think is uh, an ultimate artist, is being an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, to, to create solutions to problems right. and and uh, have a profit at it. You know, the profit part mm-hmm. is the part that I was always missing. And so I brought that to, uh, you know, exploring being a business person, entrepreneur, which my dad really wanted me to be, actually. And um, but I also realized that within entrepreneurialism, you do have to understand, um, or what was missing is the financial literacy and education, you know. And so I decided that I needed to become financially literate. And I started studying and reading books. And one of the books that really uh, influenced me uh, very greatly was uh, Tony Robbins' book, uh, Money. And... Mm-hmm. Um, this book is not that old, so quite honestly, I haven't been in the financial industry all that long. But that book really changed me and led me to a journey that brings me to now, which is, you know, becoming somebody that will take the uh, creative um, uh, a drive and uh, being an entrepreneur to 
the finance industry. And there's so much that is opening up right now um, in the finance industry for people that are uh, future thinking and um, and and wanting to make a difference in other people's lives. Those are all the kind of forces that are, you know, for me at work. And um, I am blessed really to now be working with a platform that does address, as Ken was saying, uh, debt elimination. And uh, this is really a, uh, a rev- you know, I would say revolutionary platform right now. Um, it's something mm-hmm. that uh, has never existed before uh, in the uh, in the way that it does right now. You know, and um, I think there's so much opportunity, so much ability that can that is a, a available to people to um, to change their um, take control of their um, their life because debt is is one of the things that uh, is the biggest single payment that uh, most people will ever pay in their life because it includes mortgage in your home which is probably the biggest um, investment anybody will ever make, the car, student loans, and credit cards. You know, And these are the things that um, the banks have people uh, on a stranglehold. That's the only way to put it. You know, People's uh, ability to create for themselves is being put on a hold. And you know, we had in 2008, you know, we had the, the uh, the financial crisis that was the um, the bailout for the banks, you know, and who bailed yeah. them out is is us, the middle class, you know. And mm-hmm. um, right now what we're looking at and what I'm proud to be able to be a part of is to bring the bailout to the middle class. This is the middle class bailout. And um, it's something that is just emerging, but I think very well soon will be, um, be part of millions of people's lives, and um, it's um, it's something that I'm uh, I'm just lucky to be working with the people that I am. Really, I mean, um, you know, I, I came into industry and became a financial professional, and against all odds, and uh, I do believe that uh, many artists can do this. Um, it really is a, a, a paradigm shift in your mindset in your thinking. And um, I think that's something that as an artist, that's something that we're always doing, you know, and it just, you know, uh, requires that you point your, your focus in a certain direction that maybe you didn't realize that was actually there. And um, helping artists is something that uh, I've always wanted to do. And um, I think actually if, uh, if you have an open mind, which most artists do, um, you can find your way out of, um, you know, taking control of your life and, you know, through finances. Yes. Awesome. Wow. You've um, definitely provided us with solutions this evening. I'm hoping that our listeners and listening audience uh, were taking note and writing things down. I know personally I did. And there was a quote by you that I uh, just shared on the event page for episode 193. And that quote is, 
the evolution of the creative mind is to be that alternate artist, i.e., an entrepreneur. And I put Peter Lou Trivesta. Um, I think for, you know, for, for the artists whom are always the target of this show's platform, I think that says volumes. It speaks volumes. Um, for the most part, a lot of indie or independent artists are struggling and starving out there, and their dream is to become financially independent, to be able to um, have their own label, and to be able to create wealth for themselves and to not have to have a day job and pursue their passion. They would like to be able to uh, pursue their passion full-time. So what, you're, what you've provided for that group tonight has helped them in many ways. If they indeed listened well and were attentive, then they were able to gather a lot of helpful solutions um, that will assist them in their upward climb, per se, because every artist is always aspiring to go higher. We never are content. You know, we're like that caterpillar in that cocoon, you know, that will eventually break out and and be that butterfly. We have that hope, that ambition, you know, of what we want to become. So we're always in pursuit of that. We're never contented. So it does matter that we're um, being able to uh, create wealth. It does matter that we become debt-free. So uh, this is excellent how you gave even the background, giving your own personal life story and sharing about your father and sharing about yourself and um, what your dream and his dream was and how you started off. Uh, just like every other artist starts off, you're just passionate. You have this passion, you love what you do, and you're not really thinking about, okay, how am I going to afford to live? <laughs> you're more so thinking about, okay, when am I going to have an opportunity uh, to be, to to have another gig, and where is this next gig going to be, you know? You're kind of living from paycheck to paycheck or from gig to gig on that road to success. Um, a lot of artists live like that. And you never really um, establish your roots in deep when you're just going from place to place. So I love how you spoke on the need for transition. And I think as artists, we have to always keep that in mind or, or have that perspective. Um, you can't just be passionate alone. You've got to be in charge. You've got to be able to control your destiny. And that means financially, not just being able to produce what you love as an artist um, and be fulfilled in that um, vein alone, but it takes so much more. You want to be able to um, have multiple streams of income and so forth. So business 
does matter for the Indian independent artist. And being your own, um, being in charge and having ownership of of your uh, destiny and being able to uh, finance your dream, it matters. And And I love how you took us from, okay, you're this artist and you know you love to do something, but there's more. Don't become complacent. There's more. Be that entrepreneur, and that will kind of help you to capitalize on your artistry, and you'll be able to fare well much better in in, in that, um, along with being that passionate artist. So thank you, Peter Lou, for uh, giving us that background information your personal life story, and then giving us the sound advice that I'm sure every artist did find helpful. I'm going to ask Donaldson, do you have any um, uh, comments or maybe even questions for Peter on uh, what he shared? Yes, I do, actually. I'd like to say something about the doing this. For his mentioning was with the claims of having done the craft or been a performer, um, uh, you know, reluctantly through a family association. And I think that the doing this, you know, of it, it since that's where he seems to have picked up most of his, his, um, his tendency, that is actually evidence of mm-hmm. the ability for others to to actually start to do something, you know, and actually that everybody already since they've, you know, since they were a kid has been uh, educated and schooled and has been speaking, um, you know, the English language generally speak, you know, generally, and uh, they actually know the parts of speech just through doing alone. And so that that says immense amounts about the the quality of, uh, of other people as well. I mean, we can't neglect the talents of other people, you know, that they, uh, I think, you know, that I'm just, I'm inspired and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I yield at that point right there. Thank you. Yeah, um, great. Great. Yeah, there's, um, you know, I just want to throw in there that uh, on the one hand, um, uh, artists uh, work by inspiration. And on the other, you need a blueprint to be able to um, put that inspiration uh, into uh, into a form. And uh, when you have those two things, um, and also like a a drive to be able to like move through the obstacles, um, yeah, are really um, the things that are required for. So you know, going back to Barry Gordy, you know, I mean, he, he had like a lot of things that he had to. Uh, piece together like and we don't really as we move through um, um, challenges most of the time when you have the greatest opportunity is when um, nobody has done that before right so now you have creativity yes. Sorry, I, I got excited yeah you got what sorry so you open up the space you know and so mm. when you can and it doesn't happen by yourself you have to align with the right people, 
You know, people. the right the right relationships with people is really I, I found to be absolutely key. You know, you 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 you're, you you can't do everything, but you you can be with people that fill in the gaps. Like somebody's more organized than you. Somebody's uh, more analytical than you. Somebody's more the, yeah. the voice, the charismatic voice. Somebody is more like the visionary. But when you bring those all those elements together, you know, then you can really like you know bring you know bring the best out of everybody. Yes, but I'm not. And you know, the interesting thing about that is, you know, you see the talents that other people have, but maybe you know, and maybe you're lacking in one area. So you're like, well, let me see what I can do about the money interest. If I can interest them in the fact that we can make money with this. Then you know, and that this is more of a business venture, then then maybe we can capitalize on this creative idea, you know, because a lot of people are interested in actually capitalizing on their talents. They just need to be shown and to believe that they can actually uh, do it, you know, uh, because truly, truly, we should be capitalizing on all of our talents. Like, take advantage. You're talented people, you know. You got to, something you do really, really well. Make make the best of it. You know, why spend time? slaving away at, an, at, at, at something that you don't even care about, you know, and then complain later on that you weren't, didn't have enough time to focus on your craft. So, you know, I, I feel you, though. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is, this is great. I'm, I'm excited. We have our, our uh, caller from the U.S. Virgin Islands. Welcome. Hey, greetings, good night, everyone. Good night. (laughs) 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 Greetings, greetings, and good to hear y'all again. Yes, yes. We are so glad you were able to connect on this evening. And this evening is a special feature. I don't know if you had a chance to review the post that was on uh, social media advertising what our program was about but just to give you a heads up we have special guests in the spotlight tonight we have uh, an uh, organization by the name of Trivesta this is a global corporation and they specialize in assisting everyday people like you and me in eliminating our debt crisis crisis. so our topic is eliminating debt, and our focus is financial literacy. And, um, of course, you know, tonight's show is recorded, so you'll be able to hear what you missed uh, that was shared earlier on uh, during the program tonight and the exclusive interview hour, which is now. But I'm going to ask you, Skysky, might you have a question for the representatives? We have Kenneth Sells and we have Peter Liu. And they're they're ready if you have any questions regarding eliminating debt and any questions on how you can be debt-free and how you can um, be an advocate for uh, such a company or corporation that is helping others and assisting artists even. We have so many Indian independent artists. And becoming entrepreneurs because this is also a business opportunity for as well. Oh, that's hey. something that. Uh, sorry. 
Oh, no, interruption, sorry. No, I was saying that that's a good thing that you guys could extend down here to the, you know, more south of, South, you know, the Americas, uh, like the islands and stuff too, because there's so much talent here, and mm-hmm. not really a good way of um, getting exposure on a, on a level like what you guys are dealing with. That's a good thing, man. I know that um, making money is kind of an art, you know, it's something right. that you know, something that takes some skill. So, you know, I'm glad to to hear you tonight. You know. I'm really glad I'm appreciative of your, your, um... Yo, this man, he was, like, you know, saying, like, it's about debt even the nation, right? And I guess they threw financial freedom in there somewhere. But I'll be honest with you, the financial freedom thing is is an energy that you have to incarnate within yourself, from my experience, all right? Yeah. And you know what? Um, You know, when it comes to the debt elimination... That's that's more of a legal prescription, and like that's kind of an area that I'd like to delve into right now, Sage, and ask your guest, what is the positioning with the debt relief? You know, I want to um, I want to put in here that it's it's what what I in one sentence what I do what we do mm-hmm. is convert debt into wealth. Convert debt into wealth. Now, you might wonder, like, how on earth do you convert debt into wealth? Because debt is, like, taking you down, and wealth is abundance, right? So as right. Like, yeah. arts, arts are about abundance. Wealth is, wealth is abundance. Art is wealth. Art is about, like, celebrating uh, our true uh, unlimited nature of our creativity, Right. And so mm. right now what I've done, you know, I, I call myself uh, a financial artist now because what I'm doing is I'm using the instruments of the financial arts to create people's lives to be able to give them the ability to live life on their own terms, not on the terms of the banks, which is where debt, debt is, debt is one thing. Interest payments on the debt is the thing that really holds everybody back. And it's the interest payments. Like the banks make money on your debt, right? When you buy a home, when you have a car payment, when you have a a student loan, anything that has interest payments on it, that's where the banks make the money. And so what happens is they give you like you have a 30-year mortgage, right? That's what everybody knows. 30 years is what the banks decided that they're going to like squeeze you for 30 years. But little do people know that there is tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of dollars that is yours and the bank is taking it away and that you actually legally can divert that money back to you. And that is exactly what we do. That's exactly what we do. You don't have to change. You don't have to earn more. You know, earning more money is great, no question. Um, mm-hmm. But it is not having to earn more money. It is being smarter about using the money that you have. And what we do with Trivesta is we give the average person. You don't. You do not have to be a financially savvy person. You do not have to be a financial professional. 
You don't have to pay a financial professional to do this for you. It is a software. It is a software that the banks use, the Federal Reserve uses, to make money off of our debt. So debt service is something that essentially you are working to give the banks your money for the interest payments. That's essential. That's how it really boils down. You're you are working for like instead of 30 years, you could actually for the average person you could cut that 30-year mortgage down to 12 years. So you're saving 18 years of working for the banks, and you're working for yourself. And literally, we do that, and it does not require like you to be financially savvy because it is a software. The software doesn't work. So let's give it up for technology. Technology given back to the people, put it in their hands. That's exactly what this company does. And there are business opportunities for people like you and me, people that are like, you know, they're looking to be able to share this with other people. And you can actually do this and you don't do not, I'm a financial professional, I'm licensed. You don't have to be licensed to be able to uh, help other people because the software doesn't. So now we're looking at ways of being able to leverage, leverage technology, leverage opportunity, um, and you can be able to actually uh, not only help other people, you know, here's my view, uh, is as an entrepreneur, I can only, I have to give more value than I ever get myself. I have to give more value than I ever give myself. That is really the, the, the most important thing. Well, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you this. What's the debt market? The debt elimination market, is it big? Is this something I could sell to my friends, my family, or my, co my colleagues, my coworkers, even if they think I'm the bum? Can I, can I sell this to them? Absolutely. You know, um, Good question. Mortgage, um, mortgage, mortgage debt is about $8 trillion. Uh, student loan debt is about uh, $3 trillion. And then you've got car payments and credit card debts. So we're, we're talking like these numbers that are like so huge, but they dominate the entire like, you know, millions of people. And so this is something that, you know, we are just beginning to uh, bring this out. I mean, I'll just say this right now. Like, there are very few people that actually know about um, the software that I'm talking about. Very few. The mm -hmm. people that know about it are people that have high net worth. And I'll tell you what, that sounds uh, interesting. It, it does. Yeah, the, 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 what, what I'm working with now is this is about bringing it to the people. Because the right. wealthy people have had access to this, and I'm bringing, and we are, as a, as a as this very pretty small group of people, we're now the uh, bringing it out to everyday people and artists, whoever it may be. Um, I swear, this is a global company, and um, and it's just being launched right now as we speak. And Donaldson, How you guys Donaldson, being I'll, I'll add to that. Donaldson, okay. I'll add to that before Peter comes back in. Uh, Donaldson, you're out there on the West Coast. Uh, yep. Interestingly, um, 
you you kind of have sort of a, a wide open playing field in terms of uh, what your vision might be. Obviously, you know, looking at your own finances, looking at uh, maybe your loved ones or so forth, you have a, a wide open playing field with regards to how many people you can actually share uh, this uh, business model with, uh, you know, starting with yourself. So that's something to keep in mind uh, also. Through that, no doubt about it. Yeah, I could like, totally adopt the uh, these measures for for day elimination within my own um, uh, sphere of things. And and I'm more interested, however, in 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 this application of 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 it to a broader scope uh, on a broader scope and by 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 uh, sharing the information. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, so, Francine, could I, could I before you yes. go on, Peter, because it's getting close to the time where I'm going to have to depart. Um, mm-hmm. We share our contact information at this point, just so we don't forget that. Yes, you can. Um, also, we'll be talking off the air, Ken, because I'm I'm definitely uh, much interested because we just by the conversation tonight and the responsive dialogue with the calling. Uh, the callers, uh, we definitely have to have you back soon and have you on a regular each month. Um, we got to work out a schedule to have Trivesta on. Um, and whomever can, uh, you know, represent Trivesta during those dates is fine. You know, if you alternate uh, you, Peter, and Coach, or however you want to do it. But we definitely want to have you on at least once every month so our um, artists, because we always have new callers that that call in as well, they can get this information and run with it because we know that it's a need, especially for the uh, artist community. So um, at this time, what we're going to have is, um, for everyone that's tuned in, we're going to uh, have the Trivesta team of Kenneth, Sales and Peter Liu to share their contact so that you can correspond with them beyond the broadcast this evening. And yes, uh, just keep in mind they will be back, and I will make certain that that information is always uh, featured on the Exceptional Scribble Show fan page, which is featured on Facebook under the name the Exceptional Scribble Show. At this time, I'm passing the mic to the team of Trivesta, and I believe Kenneth will be the first uh, to speak. Right. So I'll just pass uh, out my uh, website uh, into the uh, Trivesta uh, uh, site, that is. So uh, if you guys want to write it down, that address would be www.trivesta.com. Dot com. Trivesta being spelled T as in Tom, R, Robert, I, V, Victor, E, Edward, S, Sam, T, Tom, A, Trivesta.com, forward slash money smarts, forward slash money smarts. So that entire address, just to repeat, www. I'm sorry, www.trivesta.com forward slash money smarts 
there you have it. And uh, you go ahead and uh, pass the mic on to Peter. Yeah. Um, Thank you. I want to share with everybody that um, right now, starting a live webcast, so everything that we've talked about, if you really want to know like how it actually works, uh, there's a live webcast uh, which will have the executive vice president of Trivesta uh, sharing what exactly is going on right now, how does it work, uh, and what the opportunity is. So uh, go to www.trivestalive.com, and uh, there will be you can get onto the live webcast that is happening actually right now. It just started uh, a minute ago. So TrivestaLive.com. Hey, with that in mind, uh, unfortunately, guys, I'm going to have to depart at this time. But uh, Francine, we'll talk a little more mm -hmm. off the air uh, yeah. about uh, future arrangements. And um, and guys, uh, Donaldson and uh, the caller from uh, the Virgin Islands, definitely a pleasure uh, hearing from you guys. Look forward to talking with you again. I'm going to be departing at this time. What a pleasure, man. Thank you, Thank you so much. Right. Thank, you, so much. thank you, Peter. And thank okay. you, Kenneth. Yes, much appreciated. So much. Yes, thank you, guys. Talk to you again. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Yeah, be on the call. <laughs> Keep coming back. Keep coming back. You know, we're always here. Okay. Great. Do. That's yeah. right, every Tuesday. <laughs> but we're excited about having you back. And giving you again uh, the platform where you can share with everyone about Trivesta because we know this is new on a lot of us, but we know this is something we all need. So we're excited to be able to have this platform available to you to share this information with everyone. Thank you again. Absolutely. I so appreciate Absolutely. it. I so appreciate it. Thank you so much. Amazing conversation. And I uh, really appreciate uh, what you're doing here, Francine. And um, thank you. Get on to that live webcast right now. All right. <laughs> okay. so Blessings and, and success on that uh, live webcast as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good night. Which is at trivestalive.com. Good night, sir. Okay. And if anyone wants right. to go on there and check it out, you can go on right now to trivesta. That's T R I V E S C A live.com and go out there and watch some more of this debt elimination uh, discussion in full effect. But also, right now, I think I'm going to transfer this uh, authority over to the Petrus. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you so much. We always have to remember, yes, maybe someone wasn't quite listening the first time when the web information was given. So thank you, the Duke. Donaldson full-time for sharing it once more with everyone because this information needs to become widespread. And that's our mission with the Exceptional Scribble Shows platform. We're going to help Trivesta to become like a household name where everybody knows about this, everybody signing on, everyone wants to get out of debt. That's our mission. You know, we're all about it. So uh, we're going to do our well, part. I want to... One quick thing, one quick thing, one quick thing, really, yeah. about Trivesta. Yeah. It says Trivesta, right? But if you go Investa or Divesta or Divesta, 
it's a totally different meaning, whatever, whatever you know, uh, uh, initial right. prefix that you use. So yeah. the whole trivesta thing, it begs questions. It makes me wonder, yeah. what is this? What is this? You know? What is tri? Exactly. No, I I, I hear you, and um, <laughs> it is. There are there are three parts to it, right? And yes. uh, I I uh, I would urge you to go to the webcast to find out. Mm-hmm. Oh my, Excellent. this is definitely, yeah, we love health, this. Wealth, this is what and we like. Health, wealth, and security. I'll put it like that. Health, wealth, and security. Health, wealth, and security. Yes, indeed. You know, Sage, I sick. just may have to pop into that to that podcast and see what they're talking about and then come back. Yeah. Yes, indeed. It looks like our... Um, the warrior's queen has just joined us, the poor Thelman. I'm going to ask her if she has any questions for Peter uh, while he's still on. And Peter, uh, that would be um, uh, warrior's queen, the poor Thelman. She is the lead facilitator of the free publishing tips hour, which always begins after the exclusive interview hour ends. So I'm going to ask her if she might have any questions regarding eliminating debt. All right. Okay. Thank you, Justice Fran. And I do have a question for Peter. You know, first of all, how are you? I'm super fantastic. Thank you. How are you? I'm fine too. Thank you. And regarding debt, you know, how to be debt free. Does it matter how much the debt is, you know, throughout time? No. It does not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Sort of. Yeah. All right, so good question. Good Thank you. Yeah. Um, any other questions you may have? Or, yeah, I do. Or... Hey, let me ask a question. Uh, does it matter uh, if the debt is public or private? No. The only thing that matters is whether the debt has interest um, attached to it. Okay. Yeah. If there's no interest, then what? What? How is that debt treated? Well, the, the, what 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 it really is about is eliminating the interest on debt. Right. Creates, I get it. I get it. Where, you know, what? it's through a system of investments, where, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where you're taking the money back is the interest. Because you have debt, like so, you know, you're paying. Here's the thing: when you have a, a mortgage. You know, a lot of times it's like 3.75, 4, Hello? I'm still here, Sage. I think, yeah, something happened with his phone. But I think he was saying basically it's it's like a uh, like some debt thing that you have going on uh, with your you know it doesn't matter whether it's private or public but I don't know I was just trying to follow what he was saying you know barely you need to maybe put the microphone a little closer to the to the mouth try that Uh, that might work okay hello. Bailey, just don't panic. Hello? Yes, I'm still here. Uh, <laughs> Peter, are you still connected? Can you hear me? 
Yes, I can hear Peter a little bit. Okay, good. All right, good. So, yeah, um, so as I was saying, like, let's say you have a mortgage, right, and you have uh, 4% interest on the mortgage. You will not see 4% until very deeply into, many years into the mortgage. Banks are collecting up to 90%. When you have a mortgage, you're paying 90% in interest in the first few years. 90%. The banks are like making money in the first few years. You don't see 4.5% until uh, at least 10 or more years or 15 years into the mortgage. So what happens for a lot of people is they buy a home and the average uh, homeowner uh, sells their home like way before third years. So the banks are like, they're stacking it up in the beginning and making the money. So it's the interest payments. And it's not like, you know, that it's every steady year you have like 4.5%. No, that's not, that's not what happens. The banks are banking on you in the first few years. And you are, you are, you will not win with the banking system. You have to become the bank, and that's what Travesta does. That's what the mm -hmm. software does. Yeah. All right, this Very is good. Very before, good. Yeah, this Warriors Queens of Force. So, in other words, so the bank is making is lining their pockets with the interest. Interest, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, if you have a two hundred thousand uh, dollar mortgage on a home. Guess what? By the end of 30 years, you've paid 82% in interest payments. That home is now, you've paid $364,000. That's, that's something that most people, they, it's like once you start like making the payments and you keep going into it, then you start to realize, wait, what the heck is going on here? Right. And you start, and you're going on and on and on making these payments. And you're like, what, what's happening? And so your $200,000 home is now $364,000 by the, the end of 30 years. Now you take that money back from the banks and you put it in your own pocket and you do whatever it is that you want. You can reinvest it and make money work for you. And mm -hmm. this is really the key thing is how do you make money work for you? And mm -hmm. I'm not just talking about investing in stocks, investing in risky investments. I'm talking about what wealthy people have been doing for the, for like the last hundred years or more, or even mm -hmm. more. It's like you, you have the ability to make money work for you if you know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And well, that's, that's the difference between making money and becoming wealthy. Because people make money, but they lose it. Mm -hmm. Right? You know, you have athletes that make like, you know, mm -hmm. $100 million in a year. Most athletes right. are broke five years after they've retired. Why? Because they don't know what they have to do with the money. And they invest it and they lose it. So the main, what makes wealth is making money work for you and doing it in a way that you will not lose if, even if the market tanks. Mm-hmm. The market goes up, the market goes down. You know, you're, you have pe most people, the average person, they're working a job, they have a 401k, 
They have no idea how their 401k works. They just do it because everybody else does it. But if you look at how 401ks work, they go up, they go down. You are you are like a yo-yo. Mm-hmm. You have no control whatsoever about over your money. So what I teach people is how they can control their destiny, how they can bank like a bank. And uh, debt is one of, is the biggest payment you'll make, and therefore mm-hmm. the interest that you will take back, you can actually convert it into wealth. And this is not hyperbole. This is actual fact. And this is actually what I do, is I will take somebody's debt and make it into a fortune for the retirement. And so now you can live life in your own terms, which is exactly what uh, we all want to do. And this is exactly what being an artist is all about. Mm -hmm. You are are wanting to create and you're wanting to, like, uh, make, uh, share your creation and inspire Mm -hmm. other people to be able to like um, be what you're meant to be here for. You're here, to ne- you're here, born into this life to live life to its fullest. And we have no idea what that potential for that fullest is because we've always been limited, and we're yeah. limited by other interests. Mm-hmm. And the banks are one of those interests that are like the biggest limiters of our freedom. Yes, we can turn absolutely. Interesting. I was just talking with David Wynn Miller today, right? And I asked him a question. Now, now David Wynn Miller, just so you guys know, he's the inventor or, or he's the propagandist of that style of quantum grammar. He also talks about the, the stamps and using stamps as money. Now, one, one of his protégés, right, known as Mark Christopher from the UK, has been speaking lately about um, the, how one of his friends in South Africa has done a procedure whereby he transfer he, he went into a post office in South Africa and taken some Federal Reserve notes and, and had the, the post office transfer the, the value of the Federal Reserve notes over to the stamp collection. Okay? And that I thought was kind of peculiar and it was it was in a way it was eliminating the debt and kind of creating a lawful form of money. Um, what, so, I mean, obviously, I think what you're saying is by having diverse investments, you can, you, and, and with using the interest off these investments or investments, you can, uh, you can pay off your, your living costs and things of that nature. Is that, is that the ultimate, uh, and supreme, uh, premise of your system? Well, yeah, I mean, you can, you can basically, um, do what you want if you are, if you, uh, take the money that you are servicing debt. Servicing debt is paying the banks uh, what they want you to pay them, right, on your debt. You, know, you make a choice to uh, to create that. Debt in itself is not bad, but the interest that accrues from it is where you need to be able to uh, control, and you can control. And so if you're taking the money back from the bank and then putting it into accounts that uh, service you and, and are protected against um, taxation, protected against um, judgments, protected against um, markets that crash, right? Because, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, for and the also, part, yeah, go yeah, ahead. 
that for the most part, we cannot control how the market works, right? Mm -hmm. But we can protect ourselves against it. And this is the difference between making money and creating wealth is like wealthy people put a, a, a good majority of their money into protected accounts. And then they also invest. It's like, kind of like play money. They'll play money with the market. But for a lot of people, what they're thinking is they don't know about other options outside mm -hmm. of, you know, um, right. the, you know, uh, betting, basically. You, you're basically betting, you know, and yeah, that's uh, where you're yeah. going to make your money. But that's not where wealthy people put the vast majority of their money. They put it into mm -hmm. places where they know it will, it will return. Mm -hmm. uh, Peter, this is uh, Warriors Queens of Poor. So there has been, you know, the, uh, the case about, well, I don't want to call it a case, but the discovery about the Panama Papers, you know, where the rich people were storing their monies in other countries. Mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah, really so, know about that. Yeah. What did you say? Wait, I didn't catch the last thing you said. I, 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 uh, I'm, not, I'm not that, uh, I'm not, uh, that familiar with that. Mm -hmm. So you'll have to provide them with the summary, warriorist, queen. All right. All right. So Thanks. the Panama Papers, sure. You're welcome, uh, Duchess Fran. All right. So the Panama Papers, let me look it up real quick. Well, I'll tell you just quickly right. while she's doing that. All right, here it is. I found it. It's from Wikipedia. The Panama Papers are 11.5 million leaked documents that detail financial and attorney-client information for more than 214,488 offshore entities. The documents, some dating back to the 1970s, were created by and taken from Panamanian law firm and corporate service provider Mozak. Fonseca and were leaked in 2015 by an anonymous source. The documents contain personal financial information about wealthy individuals and public officials that have previously been kept private. While, the, while offshore business entities are legal, see offshore magic circle, reporters found that some of the Mosaic Fonseca shell corporations were used for illegal purposes, including fraud tax evasion, and evading international sanctions. Quote, John Doe, end quote, the whistleblower who leaked the documents to German journalist Bastian Obermeyer from the newspaper Sudushi Zutang SV remains anonymous, even to the journalist who worked on the investigation. My life is in danger, he told them. In a May 6th statement, John Doe cited income inequality as the reason for his action and said he leaked the documents, quote, simply because I understood enough about their contents to realize the scale of the injustices they described, end quote. He added that he had never worked for any government or intelligence agency and expressed willingness to help prosecutors if granted immunity from prosecution. After SD verified, that the statement did in fact come from the source for the Panama Papers, the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists posted the full document on its website. All right, and that's all I'm going to read. 
Okay. <clears throat> uh, Peter, was that suffice enough information? Um, I do not have expertise to be able to comment on that. Okay. Oh, all right. No problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, where is Queen? Could you rephrase your question for Peter? Oh, yes. I had asked him about the Panama Papers, but he had said that he wasn't, you know, familiar with it. So you're saying that the way that people, you know, they protect their wealth is by taking it, you know, to a source where they know it can't be found? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that could very well be. Yeah. Um, th- however, that is not something that um, um, is easily available to the average person. So right. where I go is is how I can uh, because let's let's look at this. A lot of people, uh, even if and I, this is my experience, is a lot of people even if you, you you give them the keys, they may not put it into the lock and turn the door. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I quite honestly I found that to be true. Um, a lot of people that I've like brought to water will not drink it. And because and this has this goes to mindset. So I was talking a little bit about mindset earlier. Mindset is uh, the the key because I've seen many things happen where um, you spell it out for somebody, and because it so uh, goes against what they know, and mm-hmm. they're um, basically programmed to believe, they will right. not accept it. This is, this is really, I found this to be true. Uh, they will not accept things that contradict the basic uh, concept of reality that they have. And, right. um, and only a small percentage of people will. And it really has to do with how open is your mind. And so we're, as, as we're talking about artists and, and uh, which are meant to be the uh, people that have an open mind, um, it isn't always true with artists because even artists, artists can definitely be much more open-minded to uh, different realities that uh, the average person won't. Um, but even with artists, and I know this to be true, you know, with amongst the people that I was working with and uh, even myself, you know, I'm, all, I'm always on a journey of self-discovery, always. And I'm always open for people to changing my basic concept of reality because I realize that the more I know, the more I, the less I know. So the less I know yeah. means that I have to be always open to that, um, my view of reality is partial. It is not complete in any way, and it's very hard to maintain a sense of who you are and also knowing that you just don't know. You know, we're, we're a lot of, like, our mind fluctuates constantly between what do we know and certainty and encountering what we don't know, and that's where creativity comes in. Because creativity is always embracing what we don't know. Mm. And so when you do that, you have to also, uh, it's about 
self-awareness. It's about being aware of the thoughts that are going through your head, many of which are not yours, most of which are not yours, and uh, which are the ones that like are completely irrelevant to what you need to do uh, as a person that is committed to being like aligned uh, with uh, your own true creativity. Right. So it's a, it's a difficult thing to do, and most people uh, basically default. It's like a default mechanism, and you just kind of go with the program. And it's, un, it's unfortunate, but it, I, I've, I've continually found it to be true that there is a small percentage of people that look forward, are innovators, that are truly like open-minded and forward-thinking. It's a small percentage. So uh, there's a saying that uh, there never, never underestimate that mm-hmm. uh, a small group of people, and it's because of the, the what happens is a lot of people follow, and a few people really go out to the unknown and um, and really find out. And I'm, I would like to have more people uh, become freer in their thinking, and when their thinking becomes freer, then like other things manifest from that. You know, so our our manifest reality, financial reality, really just follows from the, like your 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 mindset. And so I I spent I devote a, a lot of time, and I'm always learning. I'm, I'm not saying I'm like you know, um, you know I know everything at all. Definitely not. But I'm I'm uh, I'm 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 always attentive to um, what I what I don't know, and um, I'm learning all the time. And what I've learned very recently is it's truly astonishing. It's truly astonishing. And I'm always, I'm still learning, but I'm opening up. And uh, I truly believe that uh, what I've been sharing in regards to converting debt into wealth will become a major, major factor in changing uh, the social reality of millions of people's lives. You know, I want to comment on uh, the last thing you just said about, you know, converting debt into wealth. And in my viewpoint, I think it's a secret that is is not to be known. Could you restate it, uh, Warriors Queen of Portsmouth, because... You kind of said it fast. It was oh, clear but fast, and I don't want people to have difficulty with processing what you said because it was it was definitely good information. So if you can just rehash the statement or just repeat it, oh, that would be great. Converting debt into wealth. Right, sure. So I said yeah. that converting debt into wealth. Yeah, you know, it's a secret so that is not have, supposed to be known. Yeah, debt. Thank is, you. 
you you have you take on a debt. Let's say it's a it's a it's a house or it's a car, right? Right. It's uh, you know, it's two hundred thousand dollars, right? Now the bank is now um, they're going to make their money on your debt in the form right. of interest, right? Right. So interest now you have an op- you have a, like a variable here because the bank says. The, you know, thirty-year mortgage, right? That—that's what we always know about. Thirty years. Why does it have to be thirty years? Mm-hmm. Why? Because the bank uses uh, uh, algorithms to determine um, that that's how that's how they're going to make the money, right? I wait, have. Could you, I can. Wait, I could can you repeat that? Right, could you repeat that? The bank right. will have determined that thirty years. Is your is the amount of time in which you will pay off that debt, but it doesn't have to be thirty years because right. the, uh, the 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 first ten years or more of your mortgage payments, ninety percent of it is in interest payments to the bank. It's not going to the original mort the debt. It's going to the banks. Mm-hmm. So the banks are controlling that, right? Now, this software basically tells, gives you the ability to cut that down. The average amount of time that the uh, user of the software uh, makes their payments is 12 years, not 30 years. Mm-hmm. That means 18 years of debt service. You're working for the banks for 18 years. Mm. Right? That's yeah, now I, time I, is more important than money. Your right. time much more. You can never get your time back. You can make more money. Right. You can never get your time back. So time is the crucial factor here, and that's what the mm-hmm. banks do. They extend the amount mm-hmm. of time that you're paying them, and you can change that with this software, which wealthy people have been utilizing. Mm-hmm. The only difference is that we're just making it available to everybody, right? And oh, you know what? So, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I had one to comment on time is more important than money, and that, and I just saw this connection is that the more time that you put in, you know, paying to the banks, the more you know money they'll have for themselves. Yeah. All right. And uh, I also have another question regarding what if it's a loan that you have that you're trying, you know, pay off. Good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If the loan has an, uh, uh, like a student loan, right? There's interest mm-hmm. payments on that loan. Same thing. Somebody's making money off the debt, and it's usually the banks. It's not only usually, it's always the banks. Mm-hmm. So you can change that. You can change that. Mm-hmm. And that's what the software does. It's taking the same algorithms that the banks use mm-hmm. and putting it in your hands. So you are literally banking like a bank. And when you are able to now convert, take that money back that you're giving to the banks and invest it the way that banks do, because the banks, they invest their money. Mm-hmm. They take the money that you've given them, they invest it. 
So now what we are able to do is to take our money and invest it the way the banks do. Because we usually, most people put their money into the banks. But the mm-hmm. banks put their money into other areas. Mm-hmm. So what, what we're able to do is to, uh, instead of giving the money to the banks, we're able to do what the banks are doing. So a lot of people might think, oh, but like I don't want to do what the banks do. But banks basically are able to create more money for themselves, we can do the same thing and we can now service our own lives and we can also leverage our time because time is a resource that you can never recover. But if you can now uh, make that time work for you and of course we're we're also thinking about like we're living longer Mm -hmm. if we have the resources to be able to access the ability to live longer. Our human potential is like greater than, you know, we're we're told like whatever, you know, seventy five right. or it's like, but we're living longer. And yes, you know, nowadays like, yeah, people are living longer. Yeah, there was a case I would like to share this, where there was it happened in France, and there was a woman who had celebrated up to her, you know, her tenth year, a hundred tenth year in the same house. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, and uh, what happened was that a young man had bought the house because he thought that she was going to die any day, but she mm-hmm. outlived him and continued celebrating, you know, after the 10th birthday, you know, in the <laughs> same house. Yep. The irony of that, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like that old wise saying, like, every leaning tree is not going to fall, and sometimes it's not the tree that leans that falls. A storm can come in that tree that's been standing tall for so long can just, you know, be uprooted and down and then that leaning tree is still there. <laughs> and what that depends yeah. on is how strong the roots are. Right. That's great. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's all about chance too, mm. kind of, you know, life. You can't always pinpoint and predict what's going to happen from one day to the next or one hour to the next. But some things we can prepare Mm -hmm. for in advance, like um, just being smart when it comes to money Mm -hmm. and uh, making wise decisions. So that's why it's so important that the uh, topic that we have tonight Mm -hmm. and the focus is um, discussed and we're giving uh, a length of time, you know, a lengthy amount of time to having an elaborate discussion on the topic and on the focus because we know it's essential. You know, we have right. the target audience of Indian independent artists, and too many have been struggling and starving for far too long. And it's now time that, mm-hmm. as an artist, you have control and right. finance gives you that power. It gives you that leverage. And being able to be financially um, established does that for an artist. So, you know, we just want to help not just the artist alone, but everyone that's tuning in. We want to help them because right now this is that season, uh, you know, for most people you want to be able to give. And it's considered, you know, the season to give. 
more than to receive. But if you're in debt, giving is not something that you can do as freely as you would like to. So this is the season, the way we um, uh, wanted to uh, kind of caption the episode was, tis the season to be debt-free, because Mm -hmm. we want people to know it's better to start the end of the year right and go into the new year with a plan of how you're going to eliminate your debt than to go into the new year in debt. So that's what we're trying to do, offer a solution. And we're glad that Trivesta is here in that regard to give solutions because for so long, so many of us, we've been advised to do this or advised Mm -hmm. to do that. And sometimes advice does not work for everyone. You know, it's like, you know, a shoe. It doesn't fit all, Mm -hmm. you know. If it fits you, you wear it. But, I mean, what if it doesn't fit you? So, you know, at least now we're hearing about a um, an effective plan of action, one that works, and it makes sense. It makes sense, and we can do it. Like your everyday, mm-hmm. Yo, Jean, Jill, Erica, Tanisha, Kim, <laughs> you right. can implement this plan. All it takes is, like, what Peter Liu has already spoken. You have to have the mind set to do this. And if your mind set is to do this, you can, and you will achieve success doing it. Yes, and uh, Duchess Fran, this is Warriors Queens Report. I want to share this, and it's from Voyage Media, and it was December the 6th at 2.09 p.m. posted on Facebook, and it's Mm -hmm. the following. The centralized Hollywood model is in a downward spiral. Weinstein was just the tip of the iceberg. Power is finally returning to the hands of the creators, writers, and storytellers that deserve it. Never before has there been so much opportunity in film and TV. The free guide covers the amazing amount of money Netflix, Amazon, Facebook, and Apple have committed to tearing down the old system and how to get your piece. Killer method for pitching directly to producers and bypassing agents altogether. Easy formula that anyone can use to craft the perfect pitch. Download now before it's taken down. As Hollywood crumbles, reveals new opportunity for writers. The end. Wow. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Thanks for Mm. Mhm. You're welcome. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know, one thing I um I want to mention in my background is uh, in my transition after 9/11, you know, I became very um, socially conscious. Mhm. That became my um you know, we continues today, which is basically serving community. But I uh, I, I explored a lot of uh, social activist groups. And I actually also became part of a group that was uh, considered to be, you know, self-proclaimed to be revolutionary and radical. 
So I, I explored a lot of stuff. I'm like been an explorer my whole life, you know, like in art and in in social uh, activism. Went to to like extremes of like um, Marxist-Leninist groups, right? <laughs> Marxist-Leninist groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, actually even founded a a group that was considered to be Marxist-Leninist, radical, cultural, like with mm-hmm. art being the centerpiece of it. Mm-hmm. I worked with, like, I, le- I met the, like, amazing people. I work with people that are considered to be icons and legends within that mm-hmm. uh, sector, you know, and I learned, you know, and I, my whole thing is, like, I'm on a journey, and I, 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 Take, I don't, I throw out the bathwater and I keep the baby, right? <laughs> Learning, right? There's stuff in everything. There's stuff in those groups I learned from. I didn't know any, you know, I was learning. So I was like, okay, I took the whole pill. I went deep. And now it's like, wait a second, I don't, I don't know. I think this is not quite what I want to be. And I've gone to like these other places where I don't know if any of those people that I was working with would ever believe that I'm where I am right now. A lot of my old friends from like they were in the artist days before I went into like Marxist Leninist groups would be like, what the heck is going on with this guy? He's going all over. Like I, I am like discovering, I'm learning and I'm just trying to take the best of everything. And I'm just saying this because uh, my perspective is constantly evolving. And where it's taken me right now is where I am right now. And where I am right now is that I, I believe that what I am always pushing to, number one, better, number two, greater, and number three, um, you know, taking, you know, saving the baby and throwing out the bathwater. Like, really, like, taking the best, not worrying about what doesn't work. Like, I'm not, like, focused on what doesn't work. I'm focused on what Mm -hmm. does work. And I have a profound um, desire to um, bring uh, as many people up to a level of, living life on their own terms and living life on where you are born to be. And I think that we are really at a place where it's happening. I think we can make these a lot of things happen right now if we have our mindset focused on um, helping other people, helping as many people as possible. And in that process, we are going to become happy in ourselves. But it comes from first serving other people. And I truly believe that. And the more I do it, the more it happens. And uh, I think right now I've like aligned myself with a tremendous group of people that are making this happen. And uh, I'm always discovering. And it's, it's never, you know, it's, there's no end point. There's no end point, but it's, um, but it's happening more and more. And um, and I'm blessed to be on this program because working uh, to on a platform to work with other artists, I haven't done that yet. I haven't done that since mm-hmm. I've been an artist. 
Wow. <laughs> I've had the place where I can do that. I've talked to people that to do that, but it's almost like I'm coming back to where I was. You know, mm. Like I mm-hmm. went through a journey. I left that. All those artist friends of mine are like, where, where did he go? Where is he? Mm-hmm. What's going on? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, what the heck is that all about? Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm coming back. I'm coming back, you know? Mm-hmm. I've never... I've never left the home. Wow, that's I'm awesome. Just, you know, just wanting to um, bring back the goods. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, we're honored to have this connection uh, with our show's platform, with TriVesta, with yourself as a representative of TriVesta. Uh, the timing is impeccable, too, because mm-hmm. we're in process of expanding this shows uh, broadening its horizon and expanding its platform to include financial literacy and um, holistic health, dealing with um, the uh, mind as well as the um, body. And so so it's like perfect, (laughs) perfect timing that we would connect. And um, yeah, special shout out, of course, to Kenneth Sells, who was the um served the mediator and liaison of uh this um connection, you know. And um we're looking forward to what all can come forth from this because we're you know, we're definitely on the same page with understanding uh the indie independent artists and their struggle and wanting to help. So I think just starting there having that common denominator, we we're able to branch from that and uh, reach the masses. And I know we can do it mm-hmm. successfully as a team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to you know, ask Skyce. We, we are building in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, could you yeah, repeat uh, that? Your um. Uh, it, it was kind of breaking up. We could hear parts of what you were saying, but I want to make sure everyone can hear yeah. you loud and clear. Yeah, uh, I'm working with a, a fellow named, well, Coach. He was supposed to, he, he was to be on the program tonight. Uh, he is the lead uh, person. He's my mentor. Um, unbelievable okay. person. I mean, I can't say enough about this fellow. He's truly astonishing, loving Loving, loving, loving fellow. Um, he opens his home. I mean, and he's tremendous, and um, his heart is unbelievable. Mm. And he is, uh, he is the person that is the lead person uh, for uh, bringing Trivesta out to, um, to the people, and, he's, and we're building as we speak in Philadelphia. Oh, wow. Building in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful news mm-hmm. <laughs> for Philadelphians. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, um, as I was sharing, there's very few people, not only in this country, but in the world, that know about what what you guys know about right now. And, uh, mm-hmm. or, and there's more, I can, you know, share exactly more what it is. But basically, very few people know about uh, what we're talking about as a reality and uh coach is doing this in philadelphia he's building uh, a team in philadelphia there's it, this is a global we're available in 
76 countries in the world. And there's less than a thousand people that are actually doing this with us. So, what mm. you're you're literally standing at the precipice of a company that can be as big or bigger than you know eBay or Apple or Microsoft. It can be that big. Mm. I mean, it's literally been like acknowledged by uh, Ernst & Young, which is a uh, the third largest accounting firm in the world. And they have acknowledged that this uh, company can be on that scale. And nobody really knows about it yet. Nobody really knows about it yet. But Ernst & Young is a huge global company that is saying this company you got to pay attention to this company, and it's so the 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 philosophy and the ability is all there. So we're just like looking to work and expand this, and uh, you know, um, it's something that you wish you could be at if you were at the beginning of companies that like Google. You know, before anybody knew about them. If you could be at the beginning of Google and be able to build it out with them and expand with them, that's actually where this company is right at right now. Mm. You have that capacity. You have that capacity. And it's a little hard to believe, but I'm living it and I'm working with the people and, uh, that are actually doing this. So, um, you know, um, I think we can really um, we can make a, a positive impact on uh, our immediate uh, immediate family and uh, friends and network and community and beyond, for sure. Well, this is good. This is exactly where. I think this is the moment where I must say, if anyone has any final question, um, and then after that, we're going to just let Peter um, fill us in on anyone that would like to become a part of Trivesta, because Trivesta is currently recruiting. But first, I'm going to ask Geiske, because he's calling from the U.S. Virgin Islands, and um, there may be some questions he might have uh, for Peter and in general um, about Trivesta and the um, action or plan uh, of action known as POSFIO. Well, I'm just, this is all based on um, computers, right? You have to have your computer and it's, it's not like something, say you have a you don't really have a computer, but you still have some loans and you have to pay them off and stuff. Will, will that software apply to something um, like that? Or would you need, you know, a computer and some way of paying it, paying yeah. your debt to the computer? Yeah, you do need a computer because basically, mm. uh, you know, the software was available uh, previously, you know, to uh, very wealthy people. 
and um, right. it was uh, it was something that you actually installed into your computer. And now okay. it is cloud based. Cloud based meaning that you can access it from your your phone, your iPad, your computer, wherever it may be. So the switch from software from a, a software that you install on your computer to one that is cloud based right. is a big shift and makes it like very accessible and and cost efficient to the average person. Right. So it brought it from like the realm of like a few people to everybody. Right. So it it's it's just doing things in a way that like accesses technology, you know, and we all have Facebook and that kind of thing and you know, um and um and bring it to where you use the, the available technology and you leverage it and you give it to um you know, it's like basically you were talking about information, which uh quite honestly is um after you get like beyond like you know, programmers and all that kind of stuff, you know, like when you have a physical product, it's costly. Right. But when you have a digital product, it's not that costly. And that's where this is this is looking to um and to bring it to the average person and or the or extraordinary person. I mean I think you know, everybody's extraordinary. So like you can really make much more happen, there's much more abundance in the world. Um that is available because of technology, you know. I think we we are thinking beyond the regular realms of of um, industrial production and things like that to things where, you know, people in places that never even had a telephone now have cell phones, right? And right. You can because of the cell phone you can do things. Uh, that were never possible ten years ago. I mean, we have more power in our hands right now than like people that had these adults, like you know, just ten years ago. You know, it's like crazy. You know, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Mhm. Real interesting. Like your own and isn't it the same? I'm I'm just thinking like you know people tend to. Um, spend their money to have a financial advisor, right? And um, that person, of course, would be the one they consult with. Well, with this software, isn't, in a sense, the software kind of is that proxy in place of a financial advisor? Yeah, exactly. In a sense, right? Because... Because a lot of, uh, I mean, you really have to say that a lot of um, computing, human computing, accounting, and everything, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, it can be done artificially. And uh, when right. I've shown this to accountants, um, they get it. They get it. They're like, wow. Like, you know, this makes it, this makes my job way Makes your job simple. And it helps mm-hmm. them because now they've got all these mm-hmm. They can just simply share the software with them. 
and they're going to get a lot of people saying like, hey, so-and-so shared this software with me. I'm saving a lot of money, and they're going to do the things that they do. But basically, in the end, you know, we don't have to, you know, here's the thing. A lot of, like, what we're brainwashed to think is Mm win-lose, right? Somebody wins, somebody loses. Mm -hmm. No. No, we can all win. We can all win. You know, we we can, there is, there is not a limitation on the resources of that is available on this earth or in our minds. And yeah. we can do that. And it is being proven over and over and over again. You know, we have, we as, as a human species, as, as a planet, we can do way more than we're doing right now. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. the software is one of those examples. Mm-hmm. Like money is like, mm-hmm. money doesn't really exist. It's like, but we can actually make it beyond what we are limiting ourselves to. And um, so if you just open open yourself to where uh, things are going, then you can actually take advantage of it. Yeah, this and is Warriors Queens of Poor. And I want to add, you know, it's a piece of advice that I, it actually is not advice, but publishing information for tonight. Mm-hmm. And what it is is the following. What works for you is your success tool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. that. <clears throat> Very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And mm-hmm. from what I'm hearing, uh, with the uh, information that Peter has shared in regards to Trivesta, this is something profitable for us. And it's not only about simply canceling out one's debt, it's also a business opportunity. And I would like for Peter to share a little more um, in reference to that, and also to give information about the recruiting now in progress uh, for those that are interested. And thanks, Peter. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the things is, of course, that um, we are, uh, I only work um, through networks. I, I really believe in the power of networks and mm-hmm. uh, and meeting with people and meeting with people that m- know people. Um, I just love it. I mean, to me, that, that's really my medium is networking, meeting with people okay. and talking with people and uh, knowing who they know. And like, kind of, it's kind of like, uh, um, like, like I don't listen to the news. Like I mm-hmm. refuse to like tune into the news, but I find out, you know, I find out because somebody tells me like something happened and like, mm-hmm. I only need to know like 1% of what actually, less than 1% of what actually is reported out there. Cause 
most of it is like irrelevant. Like I don't want to listen to the irrelevant stuff. I want to listen to the relevant stuff. And so that goes right. to your next, relevant. and it goes to who who do you know? And and I'm always working on like I'm always working on um, the people that I know that I I I connect with, you know, from my heart to their heart. And I know that that whatever that they're doing, like, is in alignment with where I'm at. And so that's that's the most important thing. So I love, like, just meeting with people and talking with people and just finding out about them and what do they know, right? I learn, like, tremendous stuff from what what people, you know, they filter it. So so when, when I'm working this business, this is a business that basically it only works through um, connected networks, right? And the business opportunity is tremendous because right now, uh, you know, the company is in the form that it is right now is actually just launching. It's been in pre-launch for about a year and a half, and I've been in the company for about six months. And um, it's now being tweaked, so now it's actually a launch of the, the the company itself. So you're starting with a company that basically has been acknowledged by a very reputable um, uh, financial companies as being like the next thing. And I've been in financial services, and like I've seen different companies. So just basically from my perspective, this company is like, um, is really the, the main next company that will completely, completely shift um, people's financial realities. And so it's, it's something that uh, I'm learning from people that have been in marketing and business for like 40 years or more. And what they're telling me, because I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm like a newbie. What they're telling me is that um, nothing, what this company is doing, nothing has ever existed anything like it. And what I'm saying, too, is that you can actually partake and be a business partner in a company that has poured well over $20 million to developing the platform for zero dollars. You can actually have your own website. You can be a. Uh, you can market the product. Mm-hmm. You can uh, help people, and will cost you nothing to be able to do that. Literally nothing. You know, it's like that has never happened. That has never ever happened. And I'm talking to like the person that I'm working with. He's been in this in marketing for 40 years. He said he has never ever heard of something like this. But this is just about innovation. This is about like you know expanding our thinking. This is like you know, yourself say that to somebody that you can live you could be part of a company for zero dollars and they can be on the scale of like, you know, uh, Apple or you know Microsoft. They can actually be on that scale because financial services Everything relates to finances. Mm-hmm. You know, every other company 
depends on finances. So financial industry is the biggest industry in the world. Mm-hmm. Everything else depends on it. And this is positioning itself to be the biggest financial uh, services company in the world because it's using things that are happening right now, you know, technology, innovation, uh, disruptive technology, Mm -hmm. uh, things that have never existed before. And like if you were to say to somebody 10 years ago, someday every like almost everybody will have this thing that is like that you can take pictures on you can access all the media you can do unbelievable movies on like all this stuff that is basically the android and the iphone even 10 years ago people would say like what the heck are you talking about you're crazy but it's a reality right now that's how fast right the movie that's how fast things are moving. You got to keep moving as fast as they are moving, and that's what this company is actually doing. It's a little hard to believe, but if you really look at how things have evolved, if you are on top of it, you will you will benefit, and you will most importantly you will benefit other people. And that's really where I I come in because like I'm always looking to um, how how I can like make the greatest resources help the most people. I used to think about like things like Marxism and Leninism. Yeah. I used to think that was the way to do it. That is not the way to do it. Not today. The way to do it is use technology to use resources to leverage and to really mm-hmm. learn about like how we are as a species, um, moving forward at a very rapid rate. And um, we have it right here. We really do. I, I truly believe that. Yeah. And uh, this is Warriors Queen Zipporah. And I also want to add the most important tool is studying. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, we wanna. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying study research. Yeah. That's what. Mm -hmm. That's right. You can have study effectively engaged in without research to support Mm -hmm. what you are studying. Mm -hmm. It's like one. Um, you can't have one without the other. One good turn deserves another. They coincide. Mm-hmm. They work together. Mm-hmm. It's a partnership. So when you mm-hmm. study, you must do the research. And that helps you to sustain the knowledge of what you're studying about. Mm-hmm. And you can better retain it when you have that supporting evidence via the research along with what you've been studying, just from your senses alone, observation, yeah. what you hear, what you see, you know. So it's really important. I'm I'm very humbled uh, that Peter would even engage in uh, staying on the panel with us for this time. You know, we um, originally scheduled for an hour. Of course, I knew 
an hour wouldn't be suffice. I just felt we needed a little more time. And I'm just very honored and humbled that Peter would oblige, oblige to stay on with us. We appreciate you, Peter. And I know that everyone that had questions uh, was able to get full answers. And now we have persons that are much interested in learning more. And I know everybody's going to do their homework. And I've shared the uh, correspondence, contacts, information. So expect to be hearing from uh, interested persons that want to know more because they want to engage in this. They want to um, become a part of something that's relevant, not mm-hmm. just for them alone, but um, for this generation and their communities. So this is wonderful. We're This is cutting edge, which Trivesta is doing even with the software, making this service accessible via software, um, you know, which keys in with uh, today's technology because now um, for the most part, everyone's on the computer um, and there's software for everything. There's an app for just about any and everything. So uh, Trivesta is definitely in um, in line with what's trend now as far as the latest wave of technology and we're Technology is going. So, you know, if you want to stay in step with what's happening now with technology, Trivesta, what they're doing is just that by way of educating um, regarding financial literacy. So you can't go wrong with this. This is an effective action, plan of action that will aid you if you are serious about having ownership of your life and in terms of your financial status, being financially well-established where you can own your own and be able to be financially independent. And that means that free and able to help others to become that same way, then this is for you. This is for you. You don't want to delay learning more or becoming a part of this. Now is your time to jump on the ship, to get on board, uh, because after a while, when it becomes so common where everyone knows about this, um, then it's late. Why wait till it's late? to become a part when you can be a part of it in its early stages now and really make an impact and make your mark in history along with Trivesta, being a part of his team. So now's the time, everyone. If anyone has any more questions, now's the time to ask. And um, after that, we'll be transitioning uh, to finalizing our show and discussing more about publishing and having some live poetry uh, recited on our program tonight. So does anyone have any further questions for Peter while he's yet on the call? And Peter, of course, you can stay on 
even after we transition, if you'd like, um, whatever you can do, it, it, it's your call to me. <laughs> So, uh, Skyski, do you have any more questions regarding finance, eliminating debt, trifesta? Not, not offhand, but I would just like to say thanks for sharing the information, you know, with us. <clears throat> really appreciate it, man. It's good to learn these things. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you for... Uh, having being on. Yeah, I'm very interested. I'm sure a lot of people who I know would be as well. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to ask you, Skyski, because you're in the U.S. Virgin Islands as far as your location. Um, how would you feel about having that opportunity where you could be a representative where you are for a trivesta, would that uh, be of interest to you? And would you like to hear more from Peter about how that can happen off the air? Uh, I am interested. Um, you know, our infrastructure is kind of not not very up and running right now. But mm-hmm. you know, when that when that when that happens, I'll certainly be interested, especially to get you know on the high speed internet. Um, all of our, all of that's down right now for us. Mm-hmm. As far as right, so. But, where, um, where are you at? I'm in the Virgin Islands in Saint Croix. We just got beaten okay. up by those hurricanes. The hurricanes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're just a little bit, but I'm sure you know when everything is up and running, you know, and mm-hmm. I I myself I'm a newbie. You could call it when it comes to. Um, you know, the economy and finances, you know, I need to take it more serious. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're a good man to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. would love to, uh, love to talk to you more further. Um, so, you know, mm-hmm. please give, um, you know, let's connect through uh, Francine. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, we're in 76 countries and we're expanding. Because um, even countries we're not in already, because of the fact that we're so young, um, I work directly with the uh, the founder and the executive vice president. Uh, we're actually working on Nigeria right now, um, so you know, we can we can you know we can make it happen. Awesome, Cuba. Cuba would be good too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So I'll share, I will definitely share with Skyski. Uh, your contact information is that okay? Your email? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if any further questions come to his mind, he can uh, correspond with you directly. And you, the same, can have. Correspondence with him. Yeah, man. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Skyski, how about sharing with uh, Peter a little about what you do as far as the line of work that you're in? Oh, I'm a personal trainer. Um, 
been doing that now for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things are a little slow now, but, you know, things will pick yeah. back up soon, hopefully. So Very cool. But, you know, I'm Very always cool. open, open for other, you know, opportunities and different mm-hmm. fields. So Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. I often think of the software as a um, financial personal trainer. I, 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 oh. I talk about that. It's like, you know, <laughs> if you didn't have a personal trainer, would you stay on track for, you know, being in fit? Like most people know. They need no, a personal no. They need a personal trainer. That's actually what the software does. It's like your financial personal trainer. Keep you on track. Because you need somebody to be in your ear and to help you. It's a big thing. People pay for that, for sure. Right. And it's the truth. <clears throat> Trivesta. Mm-hmm. I like I that. I heard that name. <laughs> Financial personal trainer. That That's all. That's good. Especially for... You know, sometimes as artists, we can become, you know, very free-spirited. And we're not always as rigid with our discipline code regarding uh, the money-making aspect of being an artist. So to have that financial personal trainer in your ear, per se, (laughs) that's like having an angel on your shoulder. (laughs) Yeah. To keep no, you on the right path. <laughs> right, right. The right course, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Warrior with Queen Zipporah, did you have any questions, any final questions for Peter? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, at this time, uh, Peter, you can provide your contact to our listeners. And again, this uh, show's recording will be available. We'll have the archive link featured as early and as soon as tomorrow, Wednesday, December 13th. I will, of course, make sure, Peter, that you have it. Also, what we do on our fan pages, we pin it so that it is the first uh, post on the page that everyone sees that visited, visits the page. And we also share it on some of our um, sister pages. We have other pages on social media that complement our fan page. And we share that information. So a lot of people that were not able to tune in uh, due to work or family life uh, restrictions, they uh, what they do is they'll visit our pages and our sister pages, and they'll hear the archive link of the show so that they know what everyone else was privy to hear and to learn that tuned in tonight. So, um, and then we just share that audio link. It's a permanent archive, so we're able to share that link um, via email. We do email blasts and um, share it with others that we know have this need, you know, that need this information. So it's going to get out there. A lot of people um, will hear and listen to it, and you'll get responses um, post 
tonight's show. Wow, great. That's super fantastic. I really appreciate you having me, Francine, and um, I'm You're really happy that uh, we have uh, the people that, um, you know, are on the show tonight. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you. Really. Um, Thank yeah, you. and so, my, you know, you can all reach me at um, peter.lew, L-E-W, 108, at com. And um, I can give my phone number as well. It's 917-573-2524. And uh, I'll give the web link for my website, www.trivesta.com. Slash Lou L E W Financial. And uh, if you go to that web link, you can uh, learn more more specifics about company. Um, If you have debts, you you can, it's actually a calculator you can use. And, uh, you know, if you have like credit card debt, student loans, mortgage, car notes, you can just put all the information in. It's no, there's no personalized, um, you know, information you need to give. It will give you a report to tell you how exactly, down to the cent, how exactly the system can benefit you. It's actually extremely powerful. uh, And you can just, Put your numbers in and uh, see see if it uh, makes sense for you, right? It's just all numbers. Um, and definitely uh, reach out to me if you want to connect. I'd be more than happy to, uh, to speak to you. Oh, and I can give you my phone number, 917-573-2524. And uh, thanks so much, Francine. It was a great pleasure. Every, thanks to everybody that was on the show for your Thank questions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. We look forward, of course, to um, having Trivesta's representatives back. And we know this is something that will be ongoing. For the future, we look, um, we're much interested in having uh, Trivesta coming on uh, at least once, if not twice a month. Uh, We're definitely going to talk off the air and discuss a uh, schedule. And um, we're excited because we know this show is one that is a magnet for our artists, and many artists need this. This would really help them to better structure their game plan for success in their careers. And um, even in making that transition from an artist to an alternate artist as an entrepreneur slash artist. So we're excited. We're really excited. And thank you again, Peter. And, um, of course, in 
his absence. We thank Kenneth Sales for making this connection possible. And um, we're definitely excited about meeting Coach in the upcoming future and having him on <laughs> with yeah. uh, Peter and Kenneth. Yes, indeed. Okay. Cool. Thank you so much, Reggie. You're very it. welcome. And we're excited about Trivesta um, opening an office right here in the city of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. All Philadelphians here, we're very much excited about this news as well. So thank you. <laughs> okay. 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 And uh, peace, good health to you and yours and blessings as well. And um, so we meet again. Uh, have a pleasant night and we look forward to your next time on this show's panel. Thank you again, Peter. Okay. You're welcome. Bye-bye, Francie. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. Well, Warriors, Queens of Porra Thelman, co-host of the Exceptional Show Show. This is episode... 193, and would you like for us to take a moment and have a music break before we resume wrapping up the show? Is that okay with you? Yes, please. Okay. All right, Sky Ski, we thank you, of course, and stay on. We're going to have a music break, and then after that, we will resume the Exceptional Scribble Show because we're on till 11. PM Eastern Standard Time, everyone. And for our music break, because we've been talking a lot about making money, learning how money works, how you can be more money smart and have good money sense. So we're going to listen to a song by the legendary OJs, which is entitled For the Love of Money. And that's going to be our song for our music break tonight. All right.
Right, all right. Don't let money fool you, people. Money matters, though. Don't you forget, we need money. Gotta have it. Some people really need it. But don't let money fool you. Money is not everything. Right? That's true. All right, mm-hmm. Warrior with Queen Zipporah Salmon, the facilitator of the free publishing tips hour. I'm handing you back the mic. Thank you, Duchess Fran. And mm-hmm. good evening again, everyone. I am Warrior Queen Zipporah Salmon, the co hostess for episode 193 of Exceptional Scribble Show for Tuesday, December 12, 2017. And now begins the free publishing information hour. And I have the following four pieces of advice, which are, number one, breakthroughs attack obstacles that fight to stay barricades. Mm. Number two, ideas command artists. Number three, Criticism plus work equals success. And number four, writing is a public diary. Any questions or comments? The the second one was kind of uh, thought-provoking. Could you repeat the second one again? Sure. Number two. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Number two. Ideas command artists. Mm. Command artists. Oh. Yeah, that's truth. Mm -hmm. In a nutshell. Ideas do command artists. Think about Van Gogh. He was being driven. That idea drove him insane. But at at the hem of his insanity was genius. That madness was also genius 
And its very core was art. So that lets you know something about art. It can take you to the highest pinnacle or it could take you to the depths of hell. You've got to really <laughs> ride the wave and stay in control of your emotions because it can really take you on an emotional roller coaster. There's highs and lows. An idea can do that. An idea can do that. And it does. It, it, it does remove the obstacles, the barricades, the barriers. And when you're being driven, you don't see those barricades and barriers. And sometimes that can be to your hurt, but it also ultimately is to your advancement in life because that's the only way you'll know how far you can go is to just go. And that's what ideas do. They, they give... They give wings to your dreams, ideas, because it burns. It's like that burning of midnight oil that keeps you up all night. That's an idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the fir- yes, the first one was interesting, too. The, the first one that you first said, that was really interesting. Yes, number one, number breakthroughs, one. attack. Obstacles that fight to stay barricades. Yeah, so what the breakthroughs are doing is that they are fighting those obstacles that come at you. In other words, your breakthrough is your defense. As you go, you know, as you go through, you know, there's these obstacles that be trying to stop you. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow, that's that's powerful. Wow, that's, that's powerful. Yeah, statement. and it just shows you like an artist is a genius, <clears throat> but an artist is also mad at times. You know, like you're out of your mind. Your ideas, <laughs> right? Like your ideas. Nobody, if they're not an artist, they wouldn't understand. They would be like, "What? You crazy?" <laughs> You know, yeah. this is I'm it reminds me of a Pickman's model, the short story by H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> oh, that's right, Lovecraft. His work. <laughs> I know they knew he was crazy. <laughs> a mad genius. But that's what—that's exactly what it is. It—it it, it draws, it summons from within that, you know, it's like your your darkest self as well as your brightest, most shining light. Mm-hmm. The, better, the best and the worst mm-hmm. of you. You know, your core, your soul, your whole self. Art brings it all out. Art doesn't hide you in a corner. It, it makes you come out of the corner or the closet. That's what art does. And then everybody can say, wow, you can really see the artist in their work. Well, that's what art does. It's, it's like it doesn't hide or camouflage you at all. It, 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 it allows the sincere self to emerge. Art does that. Mm-hmm. It's like the un, un, what you call on the stage, that stage curtain open. 
That's what art does. It causes you to break out of that shell or to come from behind mm-hmm. that curtain. It really does. Freedom. And that's the true self. Yeah, the true self. And that's the good of you, the bad of you, and the ugly of you, as well as the beauty of you. All of that comes up. Hmm. Mhm. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's why artists are, you know, called mad. Mhm. Right. That mad. That's right. Mad genius. <laughs> it's like it's it's that thin line between <laughs> insanity <laughs> and genius. <laughs> freaks and all that. <laughs> right, and then they say, oh, they're so eccentric. They're so eccentric. And they know what they really want to say is they are out of the box or they're over the top. <laughs> they're they're loose. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> and sometimes you see oh, the work boy. of an artist, you know, when it's really intense and you be like, wow, who did that? Whoa, that's really that's out there. Yeah, I was thinking about the late L.A. Banks when she said she was she was writing about werewolves in the military. Mm-hmm. And didn't that become a movie? Because I remember the movie about these soldiers and they was changed, turning into wolves. <laughs> I saw it on the Sci-Fi Channel. And I was like, wow, <laughs> who thought of that? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the, uh, the late L.A. Banks' Crimson Moon series? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But she had, like, the but shadow yes, that the idea. Mm-hmm. Knows no bounds and knows no barriers. And, and that's, you know, that thinking outside the box, creative mind, genius work, yeah. There you have it. Mm-hmm. You can't put it in a box because you try to put it in a box and it breaks out because it's yeah. not the norm. It's always above the norm. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's above the norm. It's not the usual or the ordinary. And uh, what I find interesting about thinking outside the box is what people request. Now, they want something different and challenging, and then when it does mm-hmm. come, it's too extreme for them, and then they don't want they want to put it away. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, they ban it. You notice that? As soon as it's like, <laughs> it's, too, it's too bold, right? It's too bold a statement. They're ready to ban it. <laughs> like Trump, you know, ready to just stop it. Oh, goodness. And then you, like, you realize, you say, wow, people don't really want liberty at all. They want to be able to control every aspect of life. And art teaches Mm -hmm. you that life is not meant to be controlled and imprisoned like that. It's Mm -hmm. meant to be lived freely from individual to individual. 
But you have these freedom killers, you know, these <laughs> people that have powerful seats of authority, and they don't want freedom, actually. They don't want people to be free. They don't even want art. <laughs> Half of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of art, you know, I, I just remember, thought of something. The new Black Panther poster, the one with um, uh, Black Panther T'Challa who's sitting on a throne in his suit, and they were saying it was too militant because they compared it to, you know, the Black Panther, you know, anti-white supremacist um, group. You know, one of right. the members was sitting in the chair, you know, with his um, with his machine gun. Not machine gun, uh-huh. a rifle. Yeah, and they put the I two pictures that. side by side and said that Black Panther poster was too militant. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah, because yeah, I know that movie is coming out in 2018, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And for those that may not know where Rich Kings Report is Selman, if you can give them a little background information about the character uh, Panther. Uh, sure. All right. So Black Panther, uh, also known as T'Challa, played by Chadwick Boseman, becomes the king of Wakanda, who, which is a fictional African nation that's advanced in technology because it has not been colonized. Mm-hmm. And so he becomes the king after the murder of his father. But like always, there's work to be done because not only does he have to be a ruler, but a warrior and defending the people from a rival that wants the throne for himself. Oh. Mm-hmm. It almost puts you in mind of the Lion King somewhat. You know, I hadn't thought of that, but see, I understand what you mean, but mm-hmm. in the Lion King here, it was Scar versus Mufasa. They were two brothers, but T'Challa and his rival, I don't think right. they are related. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. You're right. But it's just the thing of a father dying and a son. Mm-hmm. Now is the next in line, but, you yeah. know, he's he's always going to mm-hmm. have that rival. Mm-hmm. Did you have a question, Skycy? I thought I was hearing. Was that Skycy with a question? Hello? Uh, where was Queen Deport Thelman? Are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Oh, okay. You can go on. I thought Alrighty. you guys had a question. Mm-hmm. All righty. Now, moving on to the next category, which is publishing information, which I had read on with Trivesta about <laughs> what works for you as your success tool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. The next. You know, category. Uh, the next thing under the publishing information category is an article uh, from writersdigest.com, and it's titled Seven Things I've Learned So Far by Ruth Emmy Lang. Seven Things I've Learned So Far, this installment written by Ruth Emmy Lang, author of Beasts of Extraordinary Circumstance, is a recurring column 
where writers at any stage of their career can talk about writing advice and instruction, as well as how they got their literary agent by sharing seven things they learned along their writing journey that they wish they knew at the beginning. Number one, don't write to sell. A few years before I wrote Beasts of Extraordinary Circumstance, I went through this phase of writing screenplays I thought I could sell. What resulted were several unfinished, unsellable, very unfunny scripts that now live in a folder, <clears throat> excuse me, on my computer titled, What Was I Thinking? These stories are terrible for many reasons, but the fatal flaw they all had in common was that I wrote them for someone else. I didn't care about the characters or their stories. I was just writing what I thought other people would like, and I failed miserably. Once I put these hackneyed projects to bed, I started writing a story just for the fun of it. I had no agenda, no audience in mind other than myself. That story would eventually become my debut novel. Number two, let other people read your work. Sometimes we get so close to what we're writing that we can't see its flaws. We think that writing a chapter entirely in hashtags is the cleverest thing ever until our friend tells us it gave her a headache. After a day of nursing our wounded eagles, we realize that our friend was probably right, and we start over. My husband has always been my first line of defense in the editing process. He's rescued me from countless bad ideas and has made the good ones even stronger. We don't always agree, but I trust his opinion, and my writing is stronger for it. It can be scary sharing your work with other people. As writers, we like to hunker down in the echo chambers of our own imagination. We are protective of our stories. We don't want them or us to get hurt. Take it from True. someone whose feelings have been hurt a lot. Constructive feedback builds character both for the writer and her work. Now I want to comment on this paragraph, let other people read your work. I mean, there's good and bad, and once again, you have to use what you feel is going to work for you. Right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's all right to share, you know, your work with other people, and you have to remember is that you're looking at it from different viewpoints. Like you're looking at it from your own viewpoint and the people, other people see differently, but in the end it matters, you know, which ones make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm moving on. Number Very three. Good. Thank you. Number three, rejection isn't that bad once you get used to it. The first time you are rejected by an agent, an editor, or a literary magazine, it can feel like a harbinger of complete and utter failure like there is some omniscient literary deity who has determined that your career is dead on arrival. I'm happy to report that this is not necessarily the case. Sure, it stung at first, but over time, the rejection letters began to feel like ordinary junk mail. I throw them in a pile with credit card offers and peeps of coupons and move on. After my first full manuscript request from an agent, I realized that rejection wasn't necessarily indicative of the quality of my work. I began to think of my book as a puzzle piece. 
There was one exact spot where it belonged, but I wouldn't find it right away. I'd have to try it out in a few different places first, even try to force it somewhere it didn't belong until finally finding the right fit. Now, I want to comment on this paragraph is that that's called free writing, also known as brainstorming. And you can write ideas, and then you put them in a place where you feel they belong, but then these ideas will tell the writer where they really belong. That's true. Mm. Very good comments. Very good remarks made on your uh, articles, and especially this one as well. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Skysky, do you have any questions? Okay. Yes, you're back. Were you having some trouble with connection, connectivity? Okay, he was having trouble then, yeah, because I know the winds are picking up where we are. I don't know if that's interfering with things or not. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, thanks. Um, we're always having trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're having a lot of strong winds, um, yeah. and we're getting a freeze coming of a, a cold uh, system coming through on the East Coast here in North America. So I don't know, that could be interfering with uh, connectivity and also reception. Um are you hearing us clear, Skyski? Yes, I do, but um, sometimes the phone just goes dead. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, I'm thinking it must be this weather that, um, yep. Well, we're glad you're able to connect back. Um, Warrior's Queen was just sharing some very good uh, factual statements. Uh, in an article from an article that she read, and it was about writers. Um, Warriors Queen, would you like to just kind of summarize things for Skysky so he can learn what he missed? Sure. So, Skysky, right now, you're welcome. Right now, I'm in the middle of reading an article from writersdigest.com, which is titled Seven Things I've Learned So Far by Ruth Emmy, spelled E-M-M-I-E, Lang. L-A-N-G, and she was telling basically about how she started her writing journey uh, from just writing for, in other words, just writing to please somebody else instead of just writing for herself, because when she was doing it the first time, that's why she failed, but when she Mm -hmm. put them away and then started writing just for herself, then she was succeeding. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the reception part of 
Oh, wait. You're going in and out, Skyski. Yeah, I think it's the air. The air. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a storm system coming through on our end. I think it might be interfering with his connectivity. Can you hear me now? Yes, you can hear yeah. me now. Okay, yeah, I, I heard up to the point where you were talking about the rejection and how it becomes sometimes just just putting them on the same stack as the, the bills. And the, so I heard up to that point. I found it real interesting. All right, would you like me to read it? That was number three. No, no, it, it's cool. I, I just... Just try to embrace it and, and understand it, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Thanks. All right. So I'm... Oh, wait. You, we were losing you again. Well, thank, thanks. Thanks. For, uh, uh, yeah. All right. So I'm moving on. Number four, specificity is your friend. One of my creative writing professors in college used to drill this idea into my brain. Ever since, be specific has become a mantra of sorts for me. When I'm writing the scene, I try to avoid generalities. Instead, I home in on a small detail, something seemingly inconsequential, and give it more significance. For example, I recently wrote a short story in which a girl finds out her mom is being released from prison. When she discovers the news, she is peeling an orange, and the acid from the juice stings the skin under her thumbnail. It's a small action, but I think it adds to the tension in the scene. That being said, I think it's easy for us as writers to overindulge in the details. I usually opt for a less-is-more approach. One or two tightly worded sentences can often do the work of five or six circuitous ones. Number five, don't take yourself too seriously. One of my fears before publishing Beast was that I wouldn't be taken seriously as a writer. I was worried that because my book is whimsical and silly in places, see a pig with a horn on his forehead, that I didn't belong on the same shelves as more serious works of fiction. I thought being a writer meant brooding in coffee shops or hitchhiking across the country with nothing but a notepad, excuse me, and $5 in your pocket. It wasn't mm-hmm. until I embraced the fact that I had written an unashamedly, quote, feel good, end quote, book that I began to relax. After Beast was released, I started receiving messages from people telling me that they had a rough week and my book had made them feel better. I recently went through a very rough patch myself, and books helped me through that time, so I know that something I wrote has had that effect on other people means a lot. Now, I want to comment on this this, uh, advice is that nonfiction books seem to be the the serious books because it's real. But when you write a fiction book with nonsense such as a pig with a horn on its forehead, it's going to be seen as, well, how is that going to help somebody or why is it important? But then you find that Mm -hmm. the weird fiction 
sells, and it's the stuff that brings in the big bucks. <laughs> because people are going to want to find out how and why. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. I remember years ago, um, there was this movement, um, pro-literacy movement, actually. And the thing of it was, it didn't matter what you read. The whole idea was to have people engaging in reading uh, for more time of the day than they did watching television or just um, sports in general and recreation. And during that time or era, all that mattered was that people were, were was reading. They didn't care what you read. And the danger of that is, of course, <laughs> they didn't care what you read. And a lot of times people had books. And I remember they used to use a cover to cover the front cover. So you really didn't know what they were reading. You just saw them with a book in their hand. And that that served a good <laughs> purpose, but also not so good for those people that were not reading responsibly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, so, I hear you, Duchess yeah, Brand, and I was laughing is because when you said the cover, I had just thought of this. It was a children's book, and what had happened mm-hmm. was that in that the story, uh, one of the main characters had saw the uh, um, he was the new teacher, and what he was reading a book, and it said how to prepare children. So the student oh, assumed that it was yeah. So the student assumed that it was you know like some kind of psychology book about you know working with children. But when uh-huh. he, what he found out was that the book title meant what it said, and it was a cookbook. Uh-uh. <laughs> mm. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, it's and like you got to really know what you read nowadays, seriously, because you right. And even like you said, the title can say one thing, and if you're not careful where you really study, well, what is this title actually saying, you know, where you read between the lines? You just take it, you know, on surface, reading it on surface or face value, and you don't realize, oh, my gosh, until you're in the middle of the, the book almost, and you realize, oh, no, I I can't read this. <laughs> and this goes against what I'm, you know, what I represent. So, yeah, you got to be careful to learn the facts first, you know, get some mm-hmm. Uh, reviews, read some reviews about the book first mm-hmm. and then an abstract and take it from there for engagement. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, moving on. Number six. See, I have laughter in here, so that's good. You know, the good medicine <laughs> along with understanding. That's right. right, Number number six, be your own casting director. Sometimes I have trouble finding the voice of a particular character. For whatever reason, they just don't jump off the page like they should or they have qualities I don't like and want to rethink. This is where casting comes in. I close my eyes and imagine my story as a movie. What actor could play the character in question? 
Better yet, which three actors? Then I, quote, audition, end quote, them. I read over what I've written so far in the voice of each actor. Not literally, I'm terrible at impressions, but I can hear them in my head, see their expressions. From this point on, the character takes on a whole new life. Dialogue is easier to write, as are idiosyncrasies. The character's motives become sharper, their emotions more authentic, because I can now put a face to a name. Many times, however, I'll find that the deeper I get into the story, the less I imagine the actor I chose in the role. As the character himself fleshes out, I don't need an actor to fill in the gaps. Casting the character was just a tool to help me figure out who the character really is. So I thank Bob Odenkirk, Jermaine Clement, or Camille Nangiani for his service and promise to call him someday should the film version ever be greenlit. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, my viewpoint on this piece of advice is that in my, uh, from my own personal experience, I just, you know, write out the character. I, I use vision, you know, to write, you know, and, uh, imagine the characters and, uh, and what they're saying. That's right. Mm. <laughs> All right, yeah. moving on. Go ahead. We must, um, you know, do that analytical writing and reflective, um, annotative reading because a lot of times we miss something the first time we read through through a book or article. And then the second time when we read it, we see what we didn't see the first time. So I think to read something three times when it's an article is good because you're definitely going to grasp something each time you read it that's for the first time that you didn't grasp the last time it was read. And that's necessary, too, if you're trying to get a full comprehension and understanding of what you're reading. You know, read it at least three times if it's an article. If it's a whole book, I would say do annotated reading for each chapter where you stop, make sure that you understood what was read each page, and then go back. You have to look up a word, underline it, mm-hmm. and then keep reading and go on till you have a full chapter. Then after you read the full chapter, then go back, look at those words you underlined, which means these are words you don't know the meaning of. Then write on the side, take little notes, that's your annotated reading, and write the meaning of the word mm-hmm. for each time, mm-hmm. you, you know, you underline a word, write the meaning, and then read it a second time. Read that chapter a second time with the definitions for those words you underlined that you didn't know the meaning of at first, and you'll find, oh, my, now I'm really understanding this mm-hmm. when you read it that second time. So, when you read it that third time, it's like, mm, mm, mm. Now you have that full awareness and understanding of what was read, and you can retain that information. It becomes knowledge retained. Then you can move on to the next chapter. That's the way that I find works for me. You know, everybody has their own system when reading of uh, annotated reading of 
what works for them. But that's one way to do it that works for me so that I'm grasping (laughs) in essence, in full essence, what each chapter has to say so that by the time I'm at the middle of the book, I have fully digested all of what was read. Because you don't want to have it where you say, you know, yeah, I read to the middle of the book. Then somebody starts asking, well, what about chapter this? And you can't really, you know, you don't want to highlight every paragraph, you know, a few sentences on every page, because then all that yellow after a while, that's blinding to the eye. So Mm -hmm. if you annotate and read each chapter and go back, and then make sure you can understand the words and do your, you know, by the time you get to the middle of the book, you have fully digested what was read. You can tell somebody a lot about that book, and you haven't even gotten to the end yet. So that's the way. It's a good way to read to absorb the information well, the method that works for me. Yes, and uh, I also want to just add, you know, what you just said, Duchess mm-hmm. Brandon, you just said the SQ4R method. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, I don't know the name of this <laughs> mm-hmm. method, but it works for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we read, review, rewrite, recite. Survey, okay. question. Okay, there we go. Yes, it is. Yeah, survey, question, we read, review, rewrite, recite. Hey, I, I like the sound of that. Reread, review, rewrite, recite. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, story mapping works, too, for the younger age, um, having them to read the book and then to do a story map where each detail of the story, like the plot, everything, they actually draw a graph, and you help them with that, and they fill it in, fill in for the plot of the story, um, what is the conflict? When is the climax or what is the climax? Can we say that in words, in one or two sentences? Um, And then you can have them retell the story. And when they retell it, it's their version. And you let them know it's okay. We're going to retell the story and illustrate. That makes it fun. That makes the whole experience of reading the book more than just reading what was written alone, they actually become the story too, not just a narrator of the story. They become a part of it. Yeah. It becomes a part of them. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm moving on. And the last piece of advice, number seven, practice yeah. empathy. This is a good practice for life in general, but I think it also applies to writing. It's important for me to be able to empathize with my characters, and that means putting myself in the shoes of people who have different life experiences than I do. I'm not a fan of the adage, quote, write what you know, end quote, at least not in a strictly literal sense. However, I do describe excuse me, subscribe to a philosophy I'll call, quote, write what you feel, end quote. As humans, we've all experienced heartbreak, joy, anger, loneliness, disappointment, embarrassment, etc. 
These feelings are universal regardless of our background. As long as we stay true to the way an experience feels, it doesn't matter whether the character we're writing looks, talks, or even processes emotion the way we do. Even if I'm writing an unlikable character, I'll try to find something about them I can relate to because even though I won't act the way they would, odds are I felt the way they did at some point in my life. I believe Mm -hmm. that practicing empathy not only makes us better people, but it makes us better writers too. It's a win-win. The end of this article. Very good article. Snaps. Snaps. Real nice. Yes, indeed. Empathy matters. Yes, indeed. For a better world, even, you know, as well as um, writers being able to make connections with their audience, you know, for a better world. All right, and I want to comment on that, too, what you just said, Mm -hmm. writers making connections to the audiences, Mm -hmm. because you're going to affect, you know, somebody, and you're going to scare them because it's as if you're the psychic. Like, how did, you know, the author know, you know, that I had this experience? That's right. Now, I Mm -hmm. like that when you said that. That's right. And it Mm -hmm. does, it's a shock to that Mm -hmm. audience. It's a shock to their system. They're like, wow. They are telling my story while they're telling theirs. That's my story. That happened to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or maybe they're writing a story themselves, and they're like, wow, mm-hmm. I was just writing my story today, and that sounds similar to what mm-hmm. I'm writing. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost it magical, like... but it happens. The, the yeah. bridging. There's a bridging, you know, mm-hmm. bridging of gaps. Yeah. That's awesome. Mhm. And then you might call somebody, you know, to scream. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The feel, right? That emotional. Yes, uh-huh. indeed, it can trigger emotions that are yeah, dormant and late, latent. You know, uh-huh. responses yeah. to things. Uh-huh. Empathy. Oh. Mm-hmm. What did you say? Yeah. What did this guy say? Empathy. Yeah. Empathy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Empathy. All right. Uh, moving on to the next category, which is anti-Trump art warriors resistance. <laughs> All right. First category: music. All right. One one. Mortal Kombat theme, song, and cartoon episode. Message, become and stay anti-tyranny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number two, Walking Away by Craig David. Message, inner strength. And I suggest it's the, both the original and U.S. version. Is a song. Very good. Number three. Thank you. And number three, No More Drama by Mary J. Blige. Message, self-confidence. 
and I want to say this next uh, connection. I noticed a pattern in the sexual assault accusations against Democrats and Republicans, whichever party has the most ones win. All right, and the final, I'm going to read G.I. Joe D.I.C. intro lyrics. Got to get tough, yo, Joe. Got to get tough, yo, Joe. You know, you got to stand tall when it comes down to the wire. You got to play rough when you cross that line of fire. You got to have guts to stand for your rights. You got to keep a grip on them and hold on tight. You got to do all the fighting with all of your might. You got to keep the target straight ahead in your sight. Got to get tough, yo, Joe. Got to get tough, yo, Joe. G.I. Joe, America's top secret mobile strike force team, yo, Joe. The mission to defend freedom, yo, Joe. The threat Cobra, an evil organization bent of world conquest, yo, Joe. The battle cry, Yo, Joe. Got to get tough. Yo, Joe. Got to get tough. Yo, Joe. Yo, Joe. All right. That to me is a salute and a cheer. One of a high order status. That's when you're saluting a champion. You say those sorts of things. Because you want them to champion on, I loved it. <laughs> yes, indeed. I would like one day to be to be able to hear a song of that nature sung on my behalf. <laughs> it provoked me, yeah, to think in that regard. Like, yeah, when do you like? <laughs> Yes, I loved it, though. I loved the spirit mm-hmm. behind it. You know, it's like, yeah, when you have a warrior as a front runner and a leader in your brigade, army, community, what have you, you want to cheer them on. You want them to pioneer forward. You don't want them to quit and give up thinking, like, they're in it to win it alone. You want to cheer them on and let them know, hey, I support you. I affirm what you're doing, everything that you're about. I salute you. And it's what I represent as well. You want to encourage them and not discourage them. And and that's what that that chant, that salute and that high honor um, status um cheer of praise that's what that was all about i loved it yeah thank you and i felt that you know mm-hmm. it was encouraging also because uh, mm-hmm. last week i had read the one about the movie intro you know the lyrics to that and right this, uh, tonight yes and tonight the one that i was reading this is the one i was looking for the lyrics all along and i kept searching mm-hmm. until i found it 
Beautiful. And that's it, you know, and that's the beauty of reading and literacy in general. If you're literate, you can do these searches and you can find things of that sort and that type and share it. And it's impactful, you know, to everyone that hears it and you introduce it to. And that's what it's all about. We're just trying to raise awareness on this platform every Tuesday night. We're trying to heighten consciousness. Because we know some people aren't as fully alert about what's going on and what's good for them, especially artists. If they don't know what's in their best interest, you know, they can make a lot of pitfalls, experience a lot of things that they don't need to have to experience. So we're out here on this platform just trying to encourage those indie independent artists and just people in general to know, look, This is a resource. Take full advantage of this. We don't know how much longer we'll be able to do this. We don't know what laws are going to be made to change uh, this um, access that we have, you know. But what we're saying is now, while you can access this program and other programs like it, take full advantage of the opportunity. Um, We're all about promoting literacy. That is our overall mission. And as you have heard tonight, we're adding another piece to the pie, and that is financial literacy. Because without having your finances well-established and stable, guess what? Your footing won't be as secure as it needs to be. As you're making strides, you're going to find you're going to have to stand still at times and slide and slip, which you don't want to have to go through that. You shouldn't have to. So we're trying to help. We're out here trying to help. Take us to heart and what we're doing because it's all about you. This platform was created to help you. And if you want help, it's available. I'm going to let Warriors Queens of Poor continue on. The mic is returned to you. All right. Thank you, Duchess Fran. And that is all for my hour for tonight. And I will be signing off. Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. um, thank you so much. I really gained a lot uh, during Mm -hmm. the free publishing tips hour and continue to provide us with good resources. That's what you do every week. And do you have any suggested readings for us? Not tonight, so I'm going to give everyone a break until next time for a suggested (laughs) reading. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you. We look forward to next Mm -hmm. week. And um, we're in for a treat again. Everybody tune in, tune in. Um, I don't want to give everything away, but I'll just say this much for now. We're going to have a special guest in the spotlight on next week, someone that is often referred to as the best poet alive. Um, This is someone who they have poetry on their mind all day, every day, (laughs) 24-7. They are a published author, and there's some other things about them. They are so much more. They are an uh, actor, I believe. They are an actor. Um, and I believe they're also an 
FBI um, oh. member. Yes, yeah, so this is going to be interesting. From 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., you don't want to miss out on this. This person is is more well-rounded than a lot of us artists are and and quite diversified in their overall life experiences. So come prepared to ask questions because they are prepared to give full answers. And we're in for a treat next week. That's as much as I'm going to say for right now. <laughs> All right. You know, Duchess Fran, that was a, um, a curious preview that you gave. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I'm telling you, um, a book might come out in next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> quite, 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 quite enriching. It's going to be very very enriched, a lot of enrichment. That's 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 what I'll say. A lot of enrichment. All right. We'll all enjoy the the format and and the guests. I'm telling you, it's a treat. We have a treat next week. Well, I'm signing off for tonight, and this is Warriors Queens of Fort Thelman, co-hostess for the Exceptional Scribble Show, episode 193, Tuesday. December the 12th, 2017. Until next time, good night, everyone. Oh, good night, co-host of the Exceptional Scribble Show, Warrioress Queens of Port Thelman. Until next week, peace, good health, and blessings, and continue to scribe well. Thank you, and the same to you. Thanks. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Nighty night. <laughs> Good night. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes episode 193 of the Exceptional Civil Show. And just as a reminder, um, just a few uh, statements I want to highlight from tonight's show. There were some quotes made by one of the featured special guests in the spotlight, and I'm referring to Peter Liu, representative of Trivesta, he gave us a very wholesome synopsis of what is Prospio, okay, which is an action plan, a plan of action, okay, which Trivesta promotes, all right? There's four keys, four keys that are a part of this plan of action. I'm not going to go into all of that detail right now because the show's wrap-up is now. But I will say this. You can go to www.trivesta.com backslash Lou, which is spelled L-E-W, financial, okay? Again, www.trivesta.com trivesta.com backslash Lou, which is spelled L-E-W, financial. And once you visit that page, you are in direct contact with the representative of Trivesta, best known as Mr. Peter Lou. He's awaiting your arrival. Also, you can call him. His business phone is... 
517-573-2524. I repeat, 917-573-2524. Yes, that is his business phone for contact. Also, he has an email. You can send him correspondence via email. Send the email correspondence to peter.lu, which is spelled L-E-W, 108 at gmail.com. Peter.lu, which is spelled L-E-W, 108 at gmail.com. Here are the two quotes by Peter Liu. One, the evolution of the creative mind is to be that alternate artist, i.e. an entrepreneur. Again, the evolution of the creative mind is to be that alternate artist, such is, that's what i.e. is representative of, an entrepreneur. Next, art is about celebrating our true ability to create financial independence, hyphen stability. I repeat, art is about celebrating our true ability to create financial independence, hyphen stability. And that is a quote by Peter Liu, L-E-W Liu. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all for tonight. Thank you for tuning in. Join us again on next Tuesday, December the 19th, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time will be the start time, and that's when the exclusive interview hour shall begin. You do not want to miss next week. Next week is a special treat, ladies and gentlemen. And just remember, TriVesta, T-R-I-V-E-S. You can do a search online and look it up. Trivesta is a legitimate global corporation. And listen, consider them your financial personal trainer. Okay? All right? It's on. Do it. Now's the time. Be about it. Have a good night, everyone. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.